Hey everybody, it's Brian David Marshall. I'm here with Michael J. Flores. We are sitting outside a coffee shop on a cold New York uh, early evening, but we are warmed by said coffee and by the prospect of talking about some new cards. So uh, New cards? Yeah. Is there a set coming up? There is. Are, are you going to go play in a Dragon's Maze pre-release this weekend? I'm not. I'm traveling this week, unfortunately. Uh, I am definitely playing in Dragon's Maze pre-release this weekend. Is there a dragon at the end of the maze? Uh, you know, I don't, I assume that that's, uh, I'm not a really good, uh, story guy in terms of knowing, uh, knowing all the story stuff, but, uh, you know, I know there's a maze. Speaking of story stuff, you're starting with a hitter here. Yeah, so, I mean, this card seems insane to me. Uh, I just, you know, Is we're not going to go... one more mana than the original? Yes, we're not going to go card by card through every card in the format like we would. We're, we're a little pressured by Mike is literally running to a plane to get out of town. But we wanted to to have a podcast. People are like quality programming, et cetera, et cetera. So um, etherling. So, this so is, the ling is it's in the long tribe of the ling tribe. So it's it's in the tradition of torchling, <laughs> frostling, uh, thornling, thornling, thornling. Yeah, yeah thornling. thornling's actually kind of a master. Yeah, thornling's kind of well. I mean, and and thornling was sort of a what came in the wake of the original. Which was more fun. What was the name of the blue-white one from the original uh, Dissension, the Azorius Morphling update? Like, Wind Ring? Wind? I don't even remember. It was blue-white three, oh, make I your vague, own Morphling. I vaguely Brian Weissman that. tried to get me to play it. Yeah. yeah Brian Weissman. So, Etherling is 4 UU for a 4-5 so shape one more than the original Morphling. Right, Morphling costs five. Uh, so this, but this has four abilities. So it's a 4-5. So the original Morphling, which, by the way, was largely considered to be the greatest creature of all time for quite sure. a long time. It was a th- and it was a 3-3. Three, three. And up until Psychotog, right, it was considered pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it was the best friend of control players. Right? I mean, this was just the card you would you would mop up with, right? Uh, do you remember Patrick Lennon-Johnson, former Neutral Grand Regular? Yeah, of course. member of, course. of Team I, Discovery Channel. Friends with him on Facebook. He said, if it weren't, for, if it weren't for innovators like me... People would be casting their Morphlings on turn six. <laughs> oh, it's because you were casting Morphling on turn three off of a Garmonola? Yeah. Yeah. With, so, with blue up, my, uh, might add. So, yeah. so Aetherling is four five for, for six mana. So so it has some of those typical Morphling abilities. It's minus one, plus one for one until end of turn. Plus one, minus one until end of turn. So you can make it a five four, a six three, a seven two, an eight one. If your opponent's not blocking and can't deal with it, uh, it's or or you can make it super big to survive, say a crater hellion. Uh, but you can't like make it big, stack damage, make it big on the button. No, 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 not anymore. Back in the day, though. But interestingly, you can make this unblockable for just a single U. That's one of its other abilities. And then for another U, you get to exile Aetherling, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next unstep. This card's going to be so the, the, if people can see past six six is a lot I'm having problems seeing past six okay. myself okay That's, uh, that was my question to you because because in play this card is a nightmare in in I don't know about in block like this is a it looks like to be a fast block right so there's actually some really great control cards in the block but you're talking about competing with decks that are like Zoom, zoom, burning tree, emissary, whatever comes next. Like, you're dead to battalion two turns before this thing even hits play. Sure. I mean, think you're dead 
to battalion. Yes. Like that. But it's assuming you don't have anything anything else to do with like say black and white cards that might be in your deck that might kill I mean, things. Red cards. I mean, there there are all kinds sure. of cards you can play. But I I think that like think about this card in play. You're like, okay, hey you, remove exile it, attack you. Hey you, exile it, wrath. Even in terms of control against control, is this the card that you want? Is this noticeably more dangerous than, let's say, Obsidat? Like, Obsidat costs less mana. If you're talking about getting fancy with colors, sure. Obsidat costs less mana, is bigger, and, I mean, have you ever actually tried to fight an Obsidat? And it's. That's a hard guy to beat in a fair fight. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. I mean, I've beaten a lot of Obsidats, but it takes work. But the thing is, like, if I have an actual, say, Putrefy, yeah. I can kill an Obsidat, right? Mm-hmm. Or an actual murder. I can murder an Obsidat. Sure. You can't stop me. Right? Like... Okay. Like, this, I actually just... It's like a self-contained defense. Yeah, you can't... You know, as long as... Given unlimited mana, and you have unlimited spells, I win. Okay. You know, you need to have... I mean, someone in the order, in the preview article for someone explained, like, you need, like, pull from eternity to get it while it's exiled and put it in their graveyard. Or, I mean, it's... So let's talk about standard for a second. Is it real? First of all, getting it in play... Next is probably not that hard. Resolving cards isn't really the hardest thing in the world in standard. And also, keep in mind, by the way, like, just going back to your, your glory days of playing Magic... There's a card called Alchemist Refuge in Standard right now. Yeah. Like, in a Bant control deck, you could just wait and pay, like, nine mana and flash this thing I mean, out. You're really sure you'd rather be doing that with this guy than just playing with Braggers and... I mean, you might be playing with both. Like, you just have Al- Alchemist Refuge in that deck, right? Like, the Fog decks have an Alchemist Refuge. Okay. So, anyway, so... Stand- much, standard player, yes. How much does a dwarf cost? <laughs> Because <laughs> I think if you're going to be insane, a door is a sure. more reliable. But they deal. might all be in the same deck. I don't know. Okay, I, I can accept that. Playable I, or no? You, what do you think? I really want it to be playable. I, you, I love it. You seem skeptical. I, I think it's going to be a dollar. What are the odds? Be... What are the odds that Guillaume Wafatapa and or Shota Yasuoka are not playing this in San Diego and block? I I don't know. I don't okay. know. I I. I Unfortunately, I, I want it to be good. I'm skeptical. I would be really happy. Okay. Uh, uncovered clues. Which one? I don't know this one. So this is to you for sorcery. It's a common. Uh, you may look at you look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal up to two instant and or sorcery cards from among them and put the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom in any order. So it's draw four, keep up to two. Yeah, it's look at four, keep draw draw up to two. Um, yeah, I think it's weak. In standard, that's probably consistently worse than divination. Sure, I think there's a card. There's a card that's a purely better divination that we're going to get to yeah, in a little bit. Agree. So I, I think like maybe it, it sees block play if you're if you're going to have a block that's way different than the one that I'm envisioning. <laughs> like I, when where hasty creatures aren't attacking you on turns yeah, two and three. I don't, really yeah. see, I don't really see that block as being the one that's going to happen. So, <laughs> but if it is, sure. Um, you know, 
are there even a lot of cheapies? Like, I mean, you need, like, one mana removal, right? Really good two mana removal. Is it there? Like, War Leader's Helix is four. Sure. I mean, it, it, the costs are insane. I mean, there's, 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 I mean, there's some removal, right? I mean, there's, there's definitely some cheap removal. There's, yeah, there's some charms. There's, there's charms. There are, I mean, charms are really good. There's also, uh, you know, demonic, uh, whatever the demonic edict is from the last set. Devour Flesh. Devour Flesh. Oh, and then there's like the, and there's the, the new fuse one. Spite Malice. And there's the Fuse Spite Malice. That's really good. And, you know, but, but then... Yeah, I guess Wafo can play that Aetherling then. I mean, there's just enough Black and Wood Creature <laughs> removals. You're just like... What, is, you, is, what about, what's that Gloom guy? Remove cards at the top of your library. Is he legal? Gloom Surgeon? Yeah, No, illegal? that's the last set. So, I mean, I could see Conley playing. <laughs> he did. I know. That's why I said that I could see him doing so, it. So, but speaking of black two drops, we have Blood Scrivener. I, I could get behind Blood Scrivener. So, if you would draw a card while you have no cards in hand, instead draw two cards and lose one life, costs one and B, and it's a two one. So, is he insane with, like, cycling, for example? Like, if you cycle the last card in your hand? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, seems re- he seems really good. Like if you if your only card is a sign in blood, do you lose three and draw four? No, I don't believe you lose four and draw four. Uh, you would draw a card. I, I don't know. Anyway, I can Eric, just, Eric Smith has to answer I'm just going to send my last searing spirit, my opponent's dude, and have no cards in hand for upkeep. That's my plan. Yeah, I mean that seems yeah black red like Rakdos. Like how like good it. is this guy in Rakdos? Like Rakdos aggro decks. I like him. He's he's good. Like. In attrition fights. I mean, he's obviously going to get killed easily, though. Sure. Uh, uh, I don't like him as much as Dark Confidant, so that should tell you something. <laughs> right. You don't like him as much as one of the best two drops ever printed that you don't like. Yeah, but I don't like that card. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah, I am. I am. I was. I was getting there. Uh, I was actually thinking about this. I was thinking about like, um, you ever make a play where you spend a little bit more than you have to, and maybe there's not that much upside to it. So. This is years ago. Uh, I was playing in an extended PTQ last round. Couldn't make top eight, but, like, you know, win and you get, like, tenth or ninth or whatever in a box or whatever it is. My opponent's Melissa DeTora. Go first. And I don't know what she's playing. So I break my fetch land and I get my stomping ground. I think I have, like, one stomping ground in my deck. And the and my, my reason for getting the stomping ground at the time, I can vividly remember this, is that I had never lost to Melissa DeTora. So, sure. so, like, so I'm just like... I've played Melissa Tatora a bunch to be of times. Fa- and to be fair, this is not Mike being sexist. No. This is Mike underestimating every opponent until they actually beat it. So. Fair? To make a long story short, <laughs> Melissa's got, not not only has she got an aggro deck, so she could bet like, with swords sure. in my colors, she can badly punish me for damage, which I didn't have to take three on the first turn or whatever. Yep. I didn't know what she was playing. But she's also playing Destructive Flow. So I could have played in such a way that I was just going to be immune to Destructive Flow. But instead I played in such a way that I got destroyed. Right. I won the match, by the way. But I just I think back to that match a lot where I'm like, I literally had no no real reason I had to just like throw three life away and play into, in, into a spot where she could just get me, you know? And I think that... That's actually something not not against Melissa at all. I mean, although I'd played her many times, yeah. It's just like when I play against Americans, I tend to, I tend to in big tournaments, I tend to underestimate Americans. Like I think like every time I lost to an American, what his name I didn't know on the pro tour, it was only because I kept a hand. I was just like, 
So like, if this opponent was Japanese, I would have mauled this hand. Kept a hand that dealt you six damage on your first two turns. Yeah, like, usually, I, against an American, I'll, I'll be more apt to keep a, a hand that I need a few turns to develop it. Sure. Like, it has land and spells, but it not do anything now. Sure. But, like, if I was, like, playing against a Japanese player, I might, like, think really twice about about keeping that hand. Or, like, maybe so, pr- particular Brazilians. So I'm waiting for the story to get around to whether or not Blood Scrivener is good. Oh, so, the, the, so <laughs> I was getting it back... The, the, uh, to win game three, like I said, I won the match. I just let Melissa die to her own dark confidence. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I'm going to sit here. <laughs> don't, don't don't try this at home. Kill your opponent's dark confidant, no matter what Mike tells you. No, I didn't have enough reach to kill it. Okay. To kill her. So sure. I just make, I have to like ha- hope that she flips over a bunch of swords and call the herds. And you know what? She had to kill her own dark confidant. All right. Spe- speaking of reach. She's obviously a vastly successful player at this point. Yeah. I'm just saying, at the time, I yeah. never lost to her. Yeah. So maybe I underestimated her in game one. Still won! <laughs> then I beat Tom Martell in the money draft that afternoon! <laughs> By the way, both of these things happened same day! <laughs> I caught... True. So you, be, you, you, you beat up on 25% of the Pro Tour Montreal <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gatecrash uh, top eight? This is how great that, that beating Tom... Did you arm wrestle Eric Froelich too? No, I would have probably lost that Tiddly one. Tiddly winked against uh, Owen Turtwald. So I, uh, I both... Completely played Which, by around. the way, should be the name of this podcast episode. T- t- Tiddly winks against Owen Turtenwald. I both completely played around Tom's mana tithe. Just like he just obviously had it. And crushed him with mana tithe. It was, it was the best. That would never happen today. Yeah, no. Tom is... Has become... Formidable. He's become a serviceable player. Yeah. He's, he's okay. Hi, Mrs. Martell. <laughs> you think she still listens? I think she does. Yeah. On the off chance. Uh, Pyrewild Shaman, you were talking about Reach before. Yep. This seems to me like a potentially, I mean, maybe I'm overestimating this. So he's a, I think it's a Bogart and Hammer type card. So he's a, first of all, I've never seen this card. You've never before, seen Okay, so. so this card is 2R for a 3 1 creature. Goblin yep. Shaman. Uh, it has Blood Rush. So for 1 in red, you can discard it and target attacking creature. Uh, gets plus three, plus one until end of turn. I can get behind a good player. So it's like a, you know, it's a two mana, like giant growthy type effect. But where this card's very interesting to me is obviously its additional rules text. Additional text. Yeah. Which is whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, if Pyro Wild Shaman is in your graveyard, you may pay three. If you do, return Pyro Wild Shaman to your hand. I mean, this hit card is clearly spectacular. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what the question was. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, this seems like the kind of card I get very excited about, and then you, you're you not very impressed with. Oh, it's combat? I was saying, it is oh, combat down. we ping them? I no, 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 no. Ooh, no. is there pinging going that, on? That didn't last past, I'm sure, the first playtest session. You know, I feel like I feel like there's like a playtest session where all the R and D guys get together. They play the cards and then they laugh. And they go, "Okay, okay, combat damage." <laughs> it's just remember. <laughs> okay, 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 combat damage. Long time listeners probably remember this. Maybe Reese Perry remembers. Like, are, are we recording? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Like maybe like our speculation of uh, the evolution of Magus of the Bazaar. You're like, how did it get to be so small? <laughs> Yes, I think that card probably... I'm wondering. It doesn't give tramps, right? No, it doesn't give tramps. It's just three one. But, like, the idea is, like, just assuming, like, I mean, what, what, what's the... There's a good aggro deck. What's the, what's the strategy against it, right? Is to go mid-range, right? Is to go four-fours. Like, if, you're, if you have an aggro deck and your opponents have, like, uh, you know, elephants, if they're, if they're, if they're playing Loxidence Miners, I mean, you know, they can't... You know, you get to, like... Yes, you two-for-one yourself what if your deck to kill is their elephant. Like, 
Geist of St. Traft and other hex proofs and blood rushes. Instead of Geist of St. Traft and other hex proof and enchantments. Right. Right? So, like, you just got, like, some good guys and you're well, like, it's true. attack. If you think about Geist of St. Traft in this, yeah. where you attack, you're like, okay, make my Geist of St. Traft bigger. Or make the, you know, make the angel token bigger. It's going to come. You're, you're, oh, yeah. So, well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, so you attack, like five, it's five puts, mana, but. Puts Borderlander Ranger in front of his gu- your Geist of St. Traft or whatever. And you're like, all right, discard Pyrewild Shaman. My guy's like big. He's not going to die now. Then you're like, Angel connects and you get the Pyrewild Shaman back. Are you going to pay three for that? But. That's oh. five. It's five altogether, but that's fine. That's a fine use of your turn if your opponent has to find an answer. I mean, it's not like Geist of St. Traft suddenly got easy to kill, isn't it? Right. Like a $25 card or something. Yeah. So you think this card's. You see this being played block, obviously. I standard. think it's pretty exciting. I'm I'm curious where it's gonna where it's gonna see play. It's a little expensive, but it's actually spectacular in attrition fights. And one of the things yeah. that I, that I try to think about a lot is uh, how to get an edge in attrition fights. Like I'm 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 a sucker for cards like Genesis. Oh, I see you have the Wally Wood. Yeah. What happened to your top eight magic? I change it all the time. Well, top eight magic is better than Wally Wood. Next. That's probably the first time anyone ever said that. Top 8 magic is better than Wally Wood. Yeah, I, it's, I certainly never said it. Uh, Riot Piker is just uh, a 2-1 first striker. I, I kind of put him in here. Sort of a, we can skip past oh, him. I, actually, I'm sorry. So he's a 2-1 first striker for R1. Riot Piker attacks each turn of Fable. Whenever I see a card like this, I, I wonder to myself if Dave would play it. That's really the only the criteria. Dave Price. Yeah. I, I worry. I mean, I guess I, I think in a more modern sense, whether Patrick Sullivan. Well, the re- Will it go in the red box? The reason I, I asked specifically Dave is because Randy used to put cards in sets specifically so Dave would have tools. Did you, did you know this? No, no. He'd be like, yeah, I just always want to always make sure that Dave has something to play with. Because, like, Dave represents something to me. Right, I was just going to say, it's not, like, it's necessarily specifically for Dave. No, no, it was... But Dave is, Dave is this, becomes this archetype. Dave. Yeah, it was yeah. for Dave. Yeah, it was for Dave. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. I think he might play this. It, it, well, it maybe not actually. It doesn't. If it had haste, they would play right. for sure. Right, right. So yeah, I, I think you know. I mean, just a solid common guy. Uh, Rubble Belt Maka is another card. Uh, Did Del not see this one? It has too many A's. Yeah, but it's uh, four mana, three three. It's Hell Giant. Okay. But it's also Giant Rush for R. Well, it's Blood Rush. Right, and then your R. Discard Rubble Belt, right? It's not officially Giant Growth because you can't just do it to protect it. Yeah. It's a lightning bolt. I mean, but if you're attacking, half, uh, you, for example, use your pump spells exclusively to defend from from lightning bolt instead of to kill the opponent. <laughs> this is not something we want to talk about. <laughs> it, yet it's true. Yeah, I think you played correctly, by the way. Okay, um, but it was still sad to watch. I think this card could see play, yes. Yeah. I think good blood, sh- blood rushes are I mean, this guy's, generally this underplayed. This guy's super premium blood rush, right? It's the best value, blood rush value, I think, other than uh, Gorkline Rampager. Well, Gorkline Rampager gives you trample. Trample, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that this is the next best value after Gorkline Rampager. I think that's a good card. I think that the cards that produce a 3-3 three, three for 4 mana are interesting when they have, like, another thing. Like, for want of a better split card, an assault battery. Now, speaking of... Oh, a, that's exactly what this card yeah. is, in a, in a sense, right? Yeah, like, it's like a... It's all battery, kind of. Yeah, instead of a damage, though, you get... Well, it's a different damage. boon, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, instead yeah. of a horrible shock, you have a pretty good giant growth. Right. Now, speaking Probably of... Probably a horrible giant growth, but, like, compared to giant growth, it's horrible. Yeah, and assault battery is a spectacular card, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, now, speaking of four mana making a 3-3, our next card is uh, uh, Advent of the Worm. This card is ridiculous, right? 
So, Am I crazy? As Taya Steele says, it's just never going to be safe walking into White 3 ever again. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't safe before. Yeah, yeah, I actually no. don't think this card will be heavily played. Really? Yeah, I was say I actually, if you wonder people at home what I just wonder about on an average day, I was actually like meditating quite a bit about whether Advent of the Worm was ever going to get played. Like, I think that Loxodon Smiter is not good enough to play. What do you keep picking up the I'm eyes? Hearing, I'm, there, I'm hearing an echo of us talking. Oh, so. I, so, I know people play Loxodon Smiter, but I don't think it's actually good enough to play. Sure. Well, like, I mean, Loxodon Smiter is pretty good if you can get it into play on turn two. Now, I, I'm going to table that for a second. I think that, in particular, it's good in decks with uh, Garrick Primal Hunter or... Uh, Prime Speaker Zagana as a catalyst card, sure. but I don't think that in and of itself, it's. I guess it's pretty good against rush decks. Like it's good against rush decks. So how it's is this, I mean, how is this card not exciting in a Prime Speaker deck where you'd be like, they're like, uh, go, and you're like, end of turn, play Advent of the Worm. You're saying that I'm going to play this. Am yeah. I going to play this in Chicago then? Yes, I'm saying you're going to play this. This card is going to be like. There's going to be an invitation, Star City Games Invitational Token, yeah. and it's going to be you doing something obscene to a worm, because so, you're going to love this card. So, here's the thing. I, do, do you remember Gnarled Mass? Yeah. Like, I just got finished saying that the 4-4 Gnarled Mass with 40 abilities wasn't, wasn't good enough. That, the, the reason is, I think green is, like, just far and away the best in standard right now, and, like... Loxodon Smiter is not very good against other green decks. I mean, it's good against Rush decks. I, I don't know. It's I feel bad like, against most of the other decks. I feel like the instant speed of this is obviously just ridiculous. So, the 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 ability to you know obviously ramp it out on turn three with any number of ways, and then like cards that build on it. Prime Speaker Sagana. Uh, Anything pop- populate. I was just gonna say, right? Like populate just suddenly becomes like this very real so, thing. Let's let's pause for a second. I did say that I didn't think that Gorklan Rampager was gonna be that good when we did the last set. Did I love that card? Steve really loved it actually. Yeah. And you you were like arguing for it. And I was just like, I think that in a red green aggro deck, you can't play this card and you don't have room for this card and Huntmaster. And it turns out that's pretty much true. But, but, but Gorklan Rampage well, is just better than It's Huntmaster. much better in the Rush decks, but like the mid-rangey decks, like the Nia Humans decks, they won't touch it. They, they play like sure. three Huntmasters. They don't even play the full four. I, but I, obviously, I was wrong about Gorklan Rampage. It's actually pretty good. Um, but I think that it's pretty good primarily because the decks that want to play it don't actually ever cast it. They just have this sure. great Blood Rush effect sure. out of it. Sure. Um, and this guy doesn't have another split side. I think that... It's I, I agree. I agree with that, but I think I think it's like, but I think the ability to say I don't want to argue that a card that is substantially better than Juzum Jin <laughs> is not good enough to play. Every creature every printed at its size and casting cost. This is not something that I th- I got up in the morning thinking, you know what? I'm going to argue against the baseline thing that I've been arguing for for the past twenty sure. years. Okay, that's not my goal in life. All right. Sure. I'm just saying, in the marketplace of ideas, for one more mana... I'm just picturing, um, just like this, like, end of turn this, untap, and just sit back on Rootborn defenses. I'm just, so, yes, there are many awesome things you can do with this. I'm just saying, in the marketplace of ideas, you can sit back for one turn, take a five, play a Thragger... You know how many times I've not blocked with a Thrag Tusk or not got my Thrag Tusk blocked? There's a reason for that. Because there's better strategies than, than right. just making a five. So, and like it's 
So we, we it agree. It pains that, me to say this. We agree that this card is very, very good. In the abstract. In the abstract, and we disagree on how much it's going to get played. I think you're going to see this card in modern. I. Interesting. I've been trying to brew up in my head like token strategies. Obviously, spectacular in a token strategy. Right. Now, I would say this if this card sees play in block, the player I would be most excited to see playing it would be Tomohiro Saito. You remember uh, he played the. When everyone else was playing Bloodbraid Elf, he just played a straight green-white deck that was sure. designed to block Bloodbraid Elf. Like, I could see that happen. But the player most likely to play this is obviously Brian Kibler. Going strictly on casting costs. Maybe. I mean, he will find Going a way... Going strictly on greens and whites. Yeah, I mean, his, actually, his, his locks out on spiders were fantastic in modern, right? Everyone's trying to Liliana him. They're really yeah. good in that situation. I mean... That's, uh, the other, that's the other thing. By the way, that's the other yeah. thing that this card does super well is in an, on an empty board, mm-hmm. your opponent plays a Planeswalker, does something, you oh, end yeah. of turn this, and then smash. Sure, sure. Like, it, it just gets through almost everything. Now, obviously, it's not... A, like, I obviously don't think that Loxed on Smiter is really not good enough to play. I was yeah. setting that up as, like, an exaggeration. But do you see what I'm saying? I yeah. think it's vastly overplayed as a card. Yeah. And the reason for that is it actually doesn't match up that well with the cards people play. Right. Here, here's a card that I, I don't... I, I'm, I'm curious. I actually don't think... I put it here because I thought maybe this would be a card you'd find interesting yeah. or playable, and I, I'm, I'm a little on the other side of it. Uh, Ascended Law Mage, so, two you white for a flying hexproof three two Vidalcan Wizard. At three three, I still wouldn't like it. Okay, um, it's probably playable though. Right, right, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of I'm in that sort of like I feel like this is you know a power and toughness or a, a, a mana cost or something away from being very good, but it feels like the kind of card. That you're going to see someone at three mana, you know, is it make it into Sam Black's daily deck lists with. At three mana, is it overpowered? I say no. No, it's not overpowered at three. That means that at four, it's a bit expensive. But but you know, it's one more hexproof creature to hold imperial, uh, not not imperial armor, um, armor dissension or, armor, whatever. or whatever. Yeah, ethereal armor. Ethereal armor. Thank you. You know, ethereal armors, rankers. You know, all. Yeah, this- I don't think that they're really in the market for fours. Their deck has like twenty to twenty-two lands. Okay. Like what they want is a fencing ace that doesn't die for a turn. They could slap 14 things on you. That's what they want. <laughs> but you can't see some sort of, like, uh, aggro control version of it that tops out at this? Like, the just Japanese national qualifier was won by a uh, Vant Hexproof deck, and it was, like, two fencing aces, some silver blade paladins. I mean, Gifts of Orzova is spectacular, obviously, in that strategy, but I, I don't think they're on the market for four mana okay. guys. That's, that's my opinion. I could be wrong. Another card that's possibly on the wrong side of the casting cost. I think that this discussion. card has legs, personally. I, I, I really am excited about this card. I, I wrote my preview about it. It's Blasted Genius. Four, you are for a sorcery. Choose target creature or player. Draw three cards, then discard a card. Blasted Genius deals damage equal to that discarded card's converted mana cost to that creature or player. I mean, it, I think it seems very good. Like it's, it, it's, it's slow. How about I discard a nine? There's yeah. nines. There are, there are nines. There are, there are more than nines. How about I discard a 13? Right. I mean, clearly Draco Explosion was a deck. I think this card's good. Like, yeah. What if you played it as like a way to get your Gristlebrand into the graveyard and you nailed somebody in the face? Right. Or your Nicol Bolas or your... Nicole Bolas or your... Sure. I, yeah, I agree. I, the, I, only, the only problem with it is it's a sorcery. Yes. If it were an instant, I think it would be really, really good. I, Hypersonic Dragon... Is that a, is that actually a card? Is it four 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 flying haste for five, and you can play your sorceries as instants? I once won a PTQ with 
six 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 mana for four four flying hastes. So I don't know. Like you just bash in with it. Like you can did play you it go to the pro tour? Like no idea. Oh, you know. Did you did you go to the pro tour back in like two thousand or is this before your time? I was all, I would go to pro tours periodically. But you before. weren't like on the coverage team, or you? No, I was on the coverage team until two thousand three. So the reason I ask is I wonder if how many times V actually pumped this two headed dragon. <laughs> because if he never pumped it, then five mana for four four flying. It's flying haste. Flying haste. It probably has legs actually. And and, and like there there are like there's a lot of tools in is it? I mean, you could play like Ralzeric and then. You played it on turn five. I mean, but you could I, also just play a key rune or a clue stone or whatever they're called. Do you like clue stones? I actually like. Key I mean, I like more than clue stones in general. It, it depends on what you want to do. Like, I feel like the clue stones are, are pretty exciting. Like the ability to. Like, Have you played a lot of key runes in, in standard? I've I've played some. I've played a lot of Rakdos key rune, a medium amount of Gruul. So I was, and I've been test- I was watching Matt Ferrando as he was testing his yeah. fog deck, and we've we've. So let's just say that if he won a PTQ with the deck, he would have had to buy crab cakes. Played a lot of semicurons. I mean, I I gotta tell you, I've attacked with a lot of keyruns. Like, actual red zone. Yeah, yeah. I don't defend with keyruns very often, but... I mean, I've activated Garrick Primal Hunter off of a keyrun. Here, so here, here's the crazy thought I have about Blasted Genius. It's like kind ultimatum. <laughs> like, it's, it's much easier on your mana. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, it's kind of like a cruel ultimatum. Like, obviously a miniature version of it in all ways. But, like, it certainly slots in that place. If you were going to play a Grixis deck in block, this card is cruel ultimatum. So, let's think about cruel ultimatum for a second. And it's analogs, right? So, people say that Sphinx's Revelation is cruel ultimatum today. Sure. That's what they say. Sure, sure. Uh, For seven, your Sphinx's Revelation is four life, which is less... Sure. Draw four cards, which is comparable. Right. But they don't discard three, right? Sure. So this is one less mana, which is great. Uh, some amount of damages. I mean, who knows how much damage? It could be zero, right? It's possible. Well, I mean, you're, you're going to, when you cast it, you're going to have a pretty good idea of what your minimum damage is going to be looking at the other cards in your hand, right? You're not obligated to just discard one of the three cards you draw. Actually, the more that we talk about this, the more I like it. What? The more we talk about this, the more I actually like the card. Yeah. It's like, what if we just thought of it more tidings-like, you know? And well, yeah. Like, what's the worst thing about a tidings? You're tapped out. And you don't impact the board. Yeah. This is like, tap out, draw three cards, and kill a planeswalker. Hi. Are you... Uh, tap, draw three cards, tap out, kill an angel. You know, tap out, draw three cards, and do some combo-tastic amount of damage to your opponent. Plus, you... Like, anything that's touching your graveyard... Seems just very good right now. I mean, can I just like Chandra double this like in one turn? That seems awesome. It's legal, right? Yeah. Yeah, this card's good. If we can Chandra double it. Yeah, we can definitely Chandra double it. That's legal, right? I believe so. Ralz Eric, Chandra, some Jaces, Blasted Genius. It's like 10 easily. Yeah. I mean, plus there's all sorts of reanimation stuff you can do where you could be playing, like you said. Uh, you know, Gristlebrand, or you know, doing damage to them with a Gristlebrand and getting a Gristlebrand Brack a turn later. Uh, yeah, I like the card. It's a weird card. We don't have to spend a lot of time talking about it. Just want to let you guys know we're closed now. We're gonna we'll, we'll be out here to take these in a bit. But okay, thank you. All right, Bronze Beak Moa. That's the reason why I was talking about the funniness of things that are named with two with B. Like <laughs> it's a wide range of things that are named with B. Sure. 
just like four mana for two two is obviously quasi terrible. Yeah. But whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Bronze Beak Mode gets plus three plus three until end of turn. So it's like So you could play this and then you what if you just played like uh Gather the town's or if you play like this and you you cast eight. and flashback a lingering soul for the next turn, you're actually attacking for fourteen with this. I think this is a. I think it's the kind of card that like a master will look really good and limited with, and that well, it's, it's obviously it's obviously very good and limited. Unlikely to be a substantial constructed contributor. Is there something that gives a massive amount of haste? No, right? No. I mean, if there's, like, a Fires of Yavimaya, I still would be skeptical about this card. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. For 2G White, I would rather be playing Advent of the Worm. Sure. Which actually can defend. This is, like, this is, like, you know, I don't know if you ever read this. Although, although, although with an Advent of the Worm, you know, you have two five fives. Like, Jerry had said, like, if you're, like, evaluating Geist of St. Traft against Blade Splicer, for example, like, Geist of St. Traft is a lead on offense and useless on defense. And Blade Splicer's, like, slightly worse than Geist of St. Traft on offense. He's worse. Yeah. But he's, like, still capable. Like, a 3-3 first strike is not nothing. Yeah. But he's actually a lead on defense. And, like, and, he, and, he, and he actually has a lot more synergy than yeah. Geist of St. Traft in terms of yeah, like, things he can do. Resto Angeling, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So I would say, like, Advent of the Worm is a lead on offense and a lead on defense. This guy is horrendous on defense. He's worse than a Geist on defense and might be good on and offense. He's, and he's sometimes lazy on offense. Okay. I'm thinking no. This, this is, one. So you're saying this is the Monte Ellis of the set? First of all, it's Monte Ellis. Monte, <laughs> Mo, well, M-O-N-T-A, though. Yeah. yeah, it's Monte Ellis, and I, I read that article you sent. <laughs> but I, 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 tr- I tried to get into discussion about it. I was like, first of all, um, Steve is right. Tyson Chandler is a bigger gap than Monte Ellis, right? In terms of perception versus reality. No, it was my I I, oh, I was Chandler, yeah. Okay, so Chandler is a a top four player in the league, and nobody even mentions him. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, and I, you know, but I don't, I, I don't even think Monte Ellis is even like unique in his regard. Like Ben Gordon is the only rookie ever to win the Sixth Man of the Year award. I mean, Ben Gordon is just Monte Ellis, right? Like he's a chucker who could put what, up twenty what, points. What, a game. what do you think about Reops? As a stat, <laughs> I, you know, I, I kind of, <laughs> the got you is, thinking. <laughs> I do, but they're not good. The thing is like, <laughs> like it's like you know, um, you know, you Re- ha- reops. By the way, if you're not you know yeah. following our <laughs> obscure basketball posts on Facebook, Brian made up a new advanced statistic. Well, Steve, Steve made up the statistic. I named it rebounding opportunities. It's like the bad shots you throw up. It's like, you know, you guys, you love Tyson Chandler, but then you vilify, you love those guys, but then you vilify, you know, Carmelo Anthony for throwing up these, like, crazy shots that he gets to offensively rebound. So, Carmelo creates a lot of reops. So, I mean, it's no, it's no, you know, it's, it's no coincidence that Anderson Verja was the best rebounder up until the point he got injured, and by a mile, the best rebounder, and by... Two miles, the best offensive rebounder, and that he was on a team that thirty-seven percent shot percentage. <laughs> this was right. not a surprise. This is, I mean, this is—it's funny because that originated. You know, you—you've always been a big fan of um, what's Joe it, Kevin Love. Noah. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. And we, we were joking because Kevin Love plays on a team that does not have a lot at the time yeah. that you were especially in love with him. Did not have a lot of great shooters. We we're like, yeah, well, of course he has a lot of offensive rebounds. There's uh, a lot of reops. I lost. I lost a bad Bonchon bet to Steve. I did, how am I supposed to know the Wolves are going to be entire team going to be injured all year? I thought. I, all right, Council of the Absolute. <laughs> I think this card's pretty good. I love this card. Uh, two white W, uh, white blue. Sorry, 
for uh, a human advisor, two four. As it enters the battlefield, name a card other than a creature or land card. Uh, the opponents can't, your opponents can't cast cards with the chosen name, so you could name Sphinx's Revelation. Yeah, you could also name something like Oblivion Ring. So they can't remove your Council of the Absolute. They can't right. And yeah, but if it's pointless to just name then, a card that they can't get but, rid of. But your unlike card. but unlike Meadow's <laughs> name, but it's not pointless if you have two. But what it also means is spells with the chosen name you cast cost two less to cast. Yeah, so I would really want to name Sphinx's Revelation. Right. I mean, I also thought about naming Blasted Genius. Like, I don't really care what you cast, but I want to cast my Blasted Genius for four. So, if you if you if you have Council of the Absolute, you summon it with Cavern of Souls, uncounterable and standard against another control deck. Then the next turn, and you name Sphinx's Revelation, right? Sure. Next turn, you have you play your land, so you have five. You have like five func- functional seven. You could just do like a Sphinx's Rev for four. Right. It's pretty strong. Right. One of, one of the other reasons, just going back to Blaster Genius, that I think Blaster Genius is going to be a good card is because you have to diversify because of this card. Yeah. And so you need to diversify from your Sphinx's Revelations, which people are clearly going to try to lock you out of. And you can kill this card. Agree. With, with your... In the process of diversifying. Do you think this guy's a main deck card? Yes. He doesn't even kill the one drops. The one drops live through a, bu- a fight with him. Some of them. What are you talking about? They're two twos. Borosolite. Sure. Uh, I mean, like, you really think that Experiment One is a is a two two oh, yeah, when yeah. he's coming in? Sure. I mean, like, I think that for the most part, the one ones are going to be three three or bigger, and they're going to bounce. I think he does work, but again, Pyrowild uh, Shaman, that card we were talking about earlier, very good against this card. I like Blood Rushes. I think Blood Rushes could be a thing at the yeah. Pro Tour. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but I, but I, I also like the idea of playing this card on five and then being it like you name Oblivion Ring or Detention Seer or, well, you need, need to do it on six with Detention Seer. But what if you just like named Syncopate on five and you said go and then like yeah, something yeah. you just Syncopate? Actually, thing. Syncopate on five is insane. Yeah. Actually, I mean like Syncopate. Yeah. And then you're like, uh-huh. Um, I mean, especially if you don't have the Syncopate, then it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, Debt to the Deathless. This is a commander card, right? It is certainly a commander card, but two... Uh, X W W B B. Each opponent gain, loses two times X life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. It's not not constructed. For yeah, it's not 60s. a constructed card. Never sixties. No way. No way. Uh, at four, it does nothing. Sure. At five, it drains them for two, and right. you gain two. At six, it drains them for four. At seven, it's six. I mean, it's just. We're talking about whether or not Blast and Genius even make the cut. Sure. This I'm card can't. No, no, I'm just saying. It, it doesn't affect the battlefield. Certainly an insane... I mean, I hate this card in Commander. And yeah, it's a Commander card. I mean, it's probably a great Commander card, you know? Yeah. Uh, de- I, this card is Deputy of Acquittals. Right. UB. UW. Uh, for a 2-2 Flash Human Wizard. When Deputy of Acquittals enters the battlefield, you may return another target creature you control to its owner's hand. It's really cool. Save your guy from removal. Just get a bear down on your opponent's, like, does, you know, whatever it is. Great. You can, yeah, you can just flash this guy out at the end of the turn. You don't have to return yeah. a card. Bear. Yeah. But he's obviously really good with uh, such creatures as Restoration Angel. Um, Snapcaster Snapcaster Mage. Augur Bolas. Oh, my God. He's kind of ridiculous with Augur. You get so much advantage off of him. You know what he's really good with? Dice of St. Traft? Yeah. They remove your dice be like, nah. Yeah, take four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This card's, this card, I think this card's terrific. Great and limited, great and constructed. Like, how far back do you think this guy goes? Is this guy playable? 
beyond block and standard? Unlikely. Okay. He's not like a legacy good sure. card, I don't think. No, another card I'm not sure about. Oh, Drown and Filth. I've never seen this one, but it sounds like a great name. Green, 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 black, sorcery, choose target creature, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard, and then that creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn for each land card. For each land card in your graveyard. Not each land card revealed. Oh, that makes it substantially better. So, here's the, here's the thing. Number one, your opponent's got to have a guy for this to be any good. Sure. Or you could shoot your own guy, I guess. You could but, shoot I mean, just guy. as a catalyst. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't get a card in hand, so... Already we have a situation at, at G1, GB, you know, slash GU, functionally, where we're not playing the full amount of Tracker's Instincts slash Grizzly Salvages slash Mulches. You know, I actually had a long conversation with uh, Brad Nelson when he made... Remember when he made the Crater Hoof deck that I believe yeah. Martin Juzza used to win a yeah, Grand Prix yeah. a few months ago? We were just having a discussion about in which metagame you play Tracker's Instincts versus Grizzly Salvages. And this, I was just kind of like, it doesn't seem like it matters. Like, they're, they're pretty sure. similar to me. And, you know, but Brad, Brad was like, no, against more removal, you want this. Against more speed, you want, you know. But in, in Block, you don't have the same access to Tracker's Instinct in Ball Chain. Card- you also don't have Unburial Rights. Which sure. is the reason why you would want to play this. Unless you think that well, you use this to catalyze Obsidat's Aid. There's Obsidat's Aid. There's, there's, uh, there are other cards that we're going to get to in a few minutes that you care about. I, obviously, just in general, Golgari cares about having creatures in your graveyard. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at it. Obviously, if you just want to get cards in your graveyard, there's all different ways you can do it. Right. From an efficiency standpoint, you could play cards like Chronic Flooding. You're going to get way more cards in your graveyard sure. than this, right? Sure. So but you this to... also incidentally helps you, and especially against like, what are the odds that you're not going to have a land in those four cards? So on turn two, against an Arbor Elf type card, or okay. against a Gyre Sage, you know, on turn two, you you know, you just don't want it to live. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not saying it's an unplayable card. I actually think that there's some utility. What I'm trying to brainstorm is in what situations are we? Right. Is it going to be good enough to play? Because in terms of the self milling card. It's on the weekend, right? Okay? And in terms, it, it can't aim. It doesn't put a card in your hand. So what you have to evaluate it from is: Are you going to have opportunities to use the front half? And block probably you will consistently have opportunities. Right. And secondly, especially the second one of this is probably pretty powerful, right? The second oh, time yeah, 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 it's yeah. good. Yeah, later later in the game, this thing just kills everything yeah. that it can target. Um, but then you know, like you said, there's like forty words or something in the in the uh, in the rules text. You know, we we got to evaluate them all. Now, speaking of which, uh, the next card is Exava, Rakdos, Blood Witch. I actually think this card's pretty exciting. I do, too. I, I think at the top end of a Rakdos deck, like, this card's, like... I thought about this a lot. Pretty big. Like, so, this is a nice finisher. So it's it's 2BR for a 3-3 three, three first strike haste with Unleash. I was evaluating it just at that level, potentially a 4-4 four, four first strike haste with, you know... For four, I was like, I think I can get behind this card. But that's not all. Right. Each other creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it has haste, so it's actually really good with Unleashers. So if you go, like, Rakdos Cackler off the top, it's really powerful. And also, think think about in... I mean, you're talking about, I think, in block, but imagine in standard right now, where you're like, you know, you play this guy, you attack, next turn your opponent does something, or whatever, two turns later your opponent does something, you're like, Olivia, shoot your guy, attack oh, for four for with four. Olivia. So... What I, where I was going to get to is I don't think it's actually good enough for standard. It's playing behind Falconer at the Aristocrat at those colors. Yeah, yeah. And at redundancy, 
it's here's a question: in the spots that Hellrider isn't good, right. is this good? Like Hellrider actually is pretty bad against Nyadex, but Falcon Wrath Aristocrat's always good. Is this going to get you past Nyadex? And I think no. Okay. So that that's actually the, where I was going to get to. I was like, I actually really like this card, and I'm a, I'm on the fence, leaning towards no. Maybe after Hellrider slash Falcon Wrath Aristocrat ro- rotations, it'll be more than what, good. What enough. about what about Block? What about in in uh, San Diego? I like it with Rectos Cackler. I like it a lot with Experiment One. I mean, there's also like there's also all the guys in between. Like, you know, we've clearly seen um, the 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 two one. Is there a travel preparations? Can we just put one one counters on things? I don't know. I mean, there's some things that let you put one one counters on, but I mean, what, what's the what's the name of the two one guy that becomes a three two? You know, the three two unleash. Oh. Uh, Chainwalker. Chainwalker, right, right. Chainwalker. There's uh, the 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 first strike guy that becomes a three three for three. There's a lot of guys that you know are really good on their on their curve, and then later after this, you know, so they clear the board. Are there threatens that aren't seven mana? Yeah, I mean, there's in, in block. Yeah, in block. There's uh, there's three mana threaten. There's just threaten. Oh, yeah. there is. I played it in draft. Yeah, actually, this guy's probably pretty good with like maybe like red white black haste based deck. Sure, maybe I, I maybe I I think that there's I think the best deck in block's going to be an aggro deck in all likelihood. Sure. So, uh, Gaze of Granite. This is a Michael J card to me. I've never seen this card, so it's X B B. So when did Gr- all these G. cards come out? I, I only look the at whole, the official the spoilers. Whole, the whole official spoilers out since when? Yesterday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look. X uh, B B three sorcery destroy each non-land permanent with converted mana cost X or less. So it's like a. It's like a. Uh, why used to play that card? What's the name of it? Half of it's a, a pernicious deed, and the other half's like a resurrection. Right, right, right. What's the name of it? I can't remember. I don't remember card names anymore. Yeah, I, I could. I mean, for four it kills ones. For five it kills twos. At six, I mean, it kills fours. Well, at six it kills threes, right? It, oh, it kills threes. I apologize. X or less. Yeah. Oh, it's as, a full-on deed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could get behind this card. Yeah, okay. Yeah, certainly Jund loves this card. It uh, kills walkers, right? Yeah, it's non-land permanent. It kills planeswalkers. Right. At seven mana, it kills you know most planeswalkers you want to play. I'm trying to get out of mid-range, but I believe you. Well, but I mean, you have Farseek. You have. I mean, going to keep naming you, you mid-range. Don't wanna, you don't want to play your. You don't want to play your key runes in this deck. <laughs> One of the most famous plays uh, at uh, Pro Tour Charleston was like Steve and Paul like yammering over something where all they did was end up making Paul pay two life to put a signet out before casting uh, the card the card we were just talking about. I can't remember the name of it, which would kill the signet he put out. <laughs> this was the collective. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> and then in the article, Teddy Knudsen claimed it was because of my influence that they they're like, oh, we could just do this, but oh wait, or we could pay two life <laughs> to, to play our land up, cast the signet, and then blow, and, oh, that makes complete sense. <laughs> Except it kills the signet. Sure. And they, and they we still won, obviously. So, uh, so justice. S- speak, speaking of your influence, master of cruelties. I like this card a lot. So three BR for a demon, one four, first strike death touch, which as Will Price will tell you is just too good. 
No one can get in front of this guy, right? <laughs> no one, right? No one can ever get in front of this guy. Master of Cruelties can only attack alone. Why would he need help? And whenever Master of Cruelties attacks a player and isn't blocked, that player's life total becomes eleven. It becomes one. Master of Cruelties assigns no combat damage as combat. So if your opponent doesn't block it, he's at one. He's at one. He doesn't Shack take yet. one, but he's within range of everything. Yeah. If he does block, whatever it is, almost certainly dies. So is there a deck that's just like removals and this guy? Yeah, it's probably a red-black deck. How about red-black-blue? Yeah, I mean, Grixis... Blast of Genius, you. Yeah, Gr- Grixis decks seem really good. Grixis seems really good to me in block, actually. Just removals. I mean, all removals, the removals. Some Planeswalker. The problem know. is he's, he's not that hard to, to answer. Like, you could just... Wait, is he doesn't do damage, right? Right. So, like, just putting some sort of, like, fog thing on him doesn't... Like, a fog doesn't stop No, him no, if, he, if he's not blocked, you're at one. No, you do it. That's, that's powerful, actually. Yeah, and, I mean, again... That would you know, kill the F out of Travis Wu. Yeah, <laughs> you, you talk about Ral Zarek, finding a use for Ral Zarek. Yeah. And, you know, his tap-untap ability is not very good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, tap that, untap my red for this shock I'm holding. <laughs> How about Johnny Two Shocks? <laughs> yeah. I, I like this card. I think I think he's like he wants to be a deck. Yeah, and I'm afraid he's going to get killed. <laughs> like, sure, he's done. You know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Notion Thief. This is a card people were. I thought this was card was called Norton Norton Thief. Norton Thief? Yeah, I was like, what a weird name. I mean, like that is a weird name. So I like looked up a lot Norton. of people thought it was a lot of people's iPhones uh, autocorrected to Lotion Thief. <laughs> Like when they were twittering about it the so, week it came out. So I looked, looked at, and I was like, looked up Norton Thief, and I found it, you know, like on some site or whatever, because people were talking, talking, talking about this, and then I was just like, I was like wondering whether it's a good card or not, but then I was like, but that's a weird name. Why would they name it Norton Thief? Yeah, yeah. So I think this card is... 2UB, Creature, Human Rogue, Flash, 3-1. All good it's numbers. It's really good against Jace the Mind Sculptor. If opponent would draw a card except the first one... He or she draws in each of his or her draw steps. So your regular draw is protected. Instead, that player skips that draw and you draw. How about... plagiarized for all extra draws. So it's just like Sphinx's Rev in response. Yeah. Ruin your life. Yeah. You really ruin their life. Yeah, I mean, it's like, disgusting. It's over. Yes, like, you gain five life. magic. You gain five life. Congratulations. You're tapped out. You just thought I didn't have this. <laughs> but I mean, it's actually not that good, right? So like usually... Well, but it's a brinksmanship, right? Like... There's, like, a lot of situations where you're like, well, I'll cast this Sphinx's Revelation to see if you have a counterspell. Yeah. Right? I yeah. do now. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if you have a counterspell. Oh, no, you didn't have a counterspell. You had this notion thief, and horrible things happened as a result. So, like, I draw set. I can't keep them all, because you did it at the end of my turn, right? Right. But I got a 3-1 now. I have the counter that you wanted me to have, right? Right. And you're tapped out. One of your best cards is now in bin. And by the way, that's not just a one-time effect when it comes into play. Like, let's pretend for a second you had a Phyrexian Arena in yeah. play also, right? And now you untap, you draw your card for your turn, and then you draw your card. Oh, wait, you don't draw your card for Arena. I draw that card instead, but you still lose the life. I would I would do it only in such a way that I would leave up, like, two so that I could kill the Notion Thief if they were Yeah, that. well, I mean, but that's, but that's what I'm talking about, right? It's going to change, like, all these high-pressure situations change dramatically around this card. So you think this is going to be a big important card? Yeah, it's, it's certainly a big threat, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a little skeptical about this card. 
I don't I don't know that you can print such a there's card I, I, people love drawing cards it's like yeah. magician like this changes you just can't it has if flash. people are in this color sure they have to be in this color for it to see play it's, but it's Ravnica block you're in all the colors your, your green red deck is not in this color your green red deck you, the the Bant deck was playing Kessig Wolf Run yeah. you know what I mean like the, the, it's it's very easy. You can do everything By you want. By the way, the deck that you just said could not cast this card. But it could if it wanted to cast it instead of Kessig activating Wolf. Kessig okay. Wolf Run. Agree. Uh, another card I really like, Obzidat's Aid. So this card is um, substantially better than we thought it was originally. Right, yeah, we, we were talking about this card and really liked it. But we we didn't even realize you could get creatures. We thought you could just get non creatures. Yeah, I just assumed I just assumed it was like sort of like the inverse of a reanimate spell. Like reanimate everything that's not a creature. But no, you could get a land back. If for example you had a, a really powerful one of land that you were using, you can get a planeswalker back, you can get an enchantment back. It's basically it's just a permanent. Obviously the, the artifact big, back the big ups on this is if you can use it to cheat, right? So um it's nice when you unburial, unburial writes a Thrag Tusk, but not really that nice, right? Right, like, so right. Yeah, you, it's pretty nice. We usually want to do that in situations where you're like, Thrag Tusk, trade Thrag Tusk, Unburial writes Thrag Tusk, you know, wear on your opponent some more, you know, flashback on the Unburial Rights. Usually that's enough to just drag somebody down because Thrag Tusk is so card advantageous in and of itself. And that's only good in, in matchups where both players are, are agreeing to play fair. But really, what you when you get the mad value out of an Umbrella Rights is when you're getting a card like Grizzlebrand or Angel of Serenity, which you can get with this, or Craterhoof Behemoth. Which you, all you can which get you all get of them. But the, the the versatility on this is it could be like another kind of big permanent. So the question is, what are those big permanents? No, that what what those big permanents are is obvious. You could just look at any spoiler of legal cards and anything that costs more than five is a potential is a potential thing that's exciting. We can name some. Sure. Like omniscience, right? Sure. It's an exciting Nic- thing. Nicol Bolas. Nicol Bolas. These are potentially exciting things, which by the way are not in your colors <laughs> that you could get with this. Sure. So the question is actually not that, okay? Also not in your colors, blast of genius. <laughs> also <laughs> blast of genius, okay? So the question is Is the incentive <laughs> To do one of those crazy things, great enough that you will attempt to bend your mana past the point that we're all... The agreed-upon reanimation colors in standard are black, green, white. Right. Used to be people would play red. You know, oh, Faithless right. Looting. Right, I was just going to say, but if you play red, you can play Faithless Looting. Yeah. Morgan Chang? Just look at look at like the crazy Raph Levy Freak yeah. decks that have existed. Because that, that but the, the cards that you, we play with now didn't exist at the same time. Sure, I know, but I'm saying like his mana was ridiculous. He also had Bird of Paradise, which does yeah, not exist anymore. But we have Ravnica mana bases. I, I mean, I would take Bird of Paradise. Like <laughs> I would love a Bird of Paradise. But we don't have that option. Like Bird of Paradise lets you cast Faithless Looting. You know? Sure. So, uh, yes, I, I agree. And he also had different slash better things that are like more sweepingly powerful things to reanimate right like he could get like Elish Norn Inferno Titan we you know he, he probably at some point had Thrag Test available and chose not to play it because he had Worm Coil Engine well here, here's a card you could wait don't go so yeah, I'm, far I'm, I'll go back okay. I'm, we're not in any order I don't know if you've noticed that oh, okay. it's just like some random order um, Progenitor Mim- Mimic is a card that you could that's going to be difficult for your black white deck to cast <laughs> but like you know you get to, it enters the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it gains at the beginning of your upkeep, if this creature isn't a token, 
put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of this creature. So if there's a Thragger in play, you get Progenitor Mimic, now you're going to always have more and more Thraggers. Right, or Angel of uh, Serenities, or, so, you know, I don't know, it seems like a pretty exciting card. I like how they made Blast of Genius in exactly the colors that don't go with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was, this when I was doing the preview, like, this was the first card I thought of, right? I was like, oh, this is really exciting. I can, like, dome you for seven with Nickel Bolas, or eight with Nickel Bolas, right? Nickel Bolas is eight. It's like, I believe it's eight, yeah. Yeah, so I can dome you for eight with Nickel Bolas, you know, off of my Blast of Genius, and then Obzidat's eight back Nickel Bolas. God, and, like, if it were I could, an instant, it would be so insane. Yeah, well, it's... I guess that's why, right? Yeah, that's why it's not, right? It was like, again, the second round of playtesting. <laughs> all right, guys, it's a sorcery. They're all sorceries. So, uh, I mean, the other question is, just straight Obzidat's aid. Do you want Umbarial Rights so much that you'll just pay the full price of Umbarial Rights for a fifth one? Well, in, in, but in, in block, you don't have Umbarial Rights. You also don't have setup cards required to make Umbarial Rights good. Like, there's no Tracker's Instinct and but, no, but no there is, But there is Grizzly Salvage. And there is the new card. There yeah. is a uh, you know, filth or whatever, burying filth or all right, drowning so, filth. All right, so let's let's sketch this out mentally for a second. We could just play with centaur healer, right? Sure. So you get like centaur healer and uh, and lockset on spider. Sure. So you got those guys to hold the ground, or or and I mean you even have advent uh, advent worm. Well, yeah, first you have death right shaman for sure. Yeah. If ever a deck that wanted death yeah, right yeah, shaman, this yes. one. <laughs> You have Deathrite Shaman, Centaur Healer. I don't think this deck's going to play out another worm. Sure. Uh, and Loxon on Smiter. Then you have... Uh, Drown and Filth. Drown and Filth. Grizzly, Grizzly Salvage. Obzidat's Aid. You need some big hitters now. Where, where are we going? Angel of Serenity? Yep. What else? Uh, Thrag Tusk isn't... We're, we're in. talking about Block. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's all of... How about Obzidat Ghost Council? Obzidat Ghost Council. There's also the whole cycle of... Prime, uh, primordials. Primordials, yeah. So probably white primordial. The white primordial, oh, which exiles the creature. Black primordial is pretty good. Green primordial is pretty good. The green primordial is not pretty good. It has reach, and at the time you can cast it, you don't need a forest. But it, it will kill thing. It kills a planeswalker when it comes into play. It kills an enchantment that's like a detention sphere when it comes into play. It kills artifacts. It, you know, it's it's pretty good. Is this a deck? I don't know. It might be a deck. I, I I want one more milling card. You give me one more milling card, I'll think about it. I got. I mean, I have to go back and look at RTR, but I mean, it feels like we, I also need another one drop. This deck seems slow. I'm not. I really don't want to play an eight pack of three three sure. three drops. That's the sure sure sure. I mean, there's. Oh no, that's not the right set. All right, we'll 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 think about you know, it. You know what you can play? What? Conley would approve of this. Yeah. Um, the six mana double worms. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, you could also play... Uh, <clears throat> theoretically, you could also play, you know, uh, Cryptgast. Yeah, you could. I think that, that Cryptgast is awkward in this deck. I Actually, the more I think about it, I think Obzidat's 8 is not fast enough for block. Okay. In, I, actually, it's weird that I think it'd be fast enough for Sander, but not fast enough for block. Sure, well, I mean, but, block, block has got a lot of on-rails, kind of Rakdos and Boros... And even Simic decks that are going to be, yeah, just, you know, very aggressive, you know, kind of like pre-constructed e-feeling, right? Yeah, like, I just don't want to be in a situation where I'm relying on a five that might or might not oh, get something oh, good. Oh, by the way, here's another card that goes in that deck. Oh, so Pilfer Plans is the card. 
this card is just stone better than divination, right? Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that it costs a lot. Right? Yeah, but not really. Yeah, not <laughs> like I mean, I've I've like I won a qualifier with uh, divination two years ago or something. Yeah, my deck could make plenty of black, white, white, <laughs> blue, black. Yeah, the cards that the decks no, that draw. No, I played red, blue, black. But I'm saying, but the decks that draw one blue, black. That's oh, what okay. I meant to say. I'm just cold. And, uh, cards that want to decks that want to draw cards are usually going to play blue and black. Right? Yeah, like just, this card's sweet. So target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into her into his or her graveyard. So it could be me. Could I be could you. do it to me. I could do it to Melissa. Probably doing it to myself. I could do it to Melissa Tara, who I'm playing against. Probably not going to do that. She plays cards like think twice. Yeah, right. Well, so do, so do I. So That's I really want to do it to myself. So and then draw two cards. You know how sweet this card is. You play like your your uh, auger bolus. Reveal this thing. Cast yeah. it. Setting up your snapcaster mage. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. music. Yeah, it's it's insane. Speaking of which, nobody games with Demir Charm. Is it you ever notice that? Uh, cards like, are pretty good. Demir Charm's pretty I'm, good. I'm no willing. I'm with... willing to bet Demir Charm's a big deal in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I, I would game with Demir. Like Charm when right you now. once you once you like kind of fence people into you know a smaller card pool. All right. So opposite that say deck now has Demir Charm and Pilfered Plans. We have more Millers. Yeah. We have eight more Millers, maybe. Yeah. I don't hate that, but it's not. We're not getting powerful enough stuff. But we also have Supreme Verdict in here. This is the worst deck ever. Now, is really? it even green still? I don't know if it's maybe green. it's not green. Maybe oh my goodness! Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Wait, wait, I was like, wait, maybe wait. it's just not green. Whoa. Stop like the our, presses. Are we not green? <laughs> yeah, we're not green. We can be green if we need to be, because we have because we have our Deathrite Shamans, but we don't need to be green. I mean, our Deathrite Shaman can just run off of whatever the Hinterland Harbor is, right? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, just run, just play it for black. We can just play it off of a Kirun or whatever. Just play it for a, 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 a B. Yeah, but we wouldn't do that. Why? Because the G part is the sweet part. Sure. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually want the G part. Sure, but you can also get all the mana fixing off of the colorless part. You can also, like, Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> We're using Deathrite Shaman to activate our second Deathrite Shaman. I've seen it happen. This seems loose. Next card. This card is good. Uh, Plasm Capture. How this about Plasm Capture? Nah. Really? You don't think this card's at all good? It is GG. Well, I have lost to Draining Welk before. Yeah. I mean, Draining Welk was one of the, would you say, it was one of the defining cards of the last Ravnica block constructed Predator? No, because no, no, oh, no, not, not time spiral. No, I meant time spiral. <laughs> I, meant, I meant time spiral block constructed pro tour. Uh, Yokohama, draining walk was a huge card. I'm not saying that I didn't think draining walk was a playable card. Yeah, I've never lost a draining walk in a tournament. But but you, do you not think GG UU per mana drain is good? Plasm capture. We're talking about counter target spell at the beginning of your next pre-combat main phase. Add X mana in any combination of colors to your mana pool where X is the spell's converted mana cost. Any any combination of colors. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's eh. You think it's eh? Yeah, it's think, obviously think, very powerful. You think a format where people are playing like Sphinx's Re Revelation, Sphinx's Revelation, and Rakdos Charm, and Angel of Serenity, and yes, Obsidian. It's obviously and... very powerful, Brian. I just said eh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I don't know. Okay, for, remember our, oh, right, remember our long-standing right, rule. Yeah. If it does counter-target spell on it, you yeah. will see play. Okay. All right. All right. So here's the here's the here's the real question. Yeah. yeah Top eight. Pro Tour San Diego. Yeah. Pro Tour Dragon's Maze. How many plasm captures will we see? In the top eight. In the top eight. And how many decks will that be spread across? So can like, I, can so I, I set the line? How about I set the line? Sure. Two. Two. Yeah. Two. 
And that's going to be in one deck or in two decks? No, no, I'm setting the line. You're taking the over the over the over. I'm going to take the over. Okay. I'm going to take the over. I All would, right, write I would, it down. I'm going to slam the over. Okay. We'll see. I'm going to slam the over. I, th- I think there could be six of them in six different decks. I would slam the over as well. <laughs> okay. I would just set the line at two. All right. But I would I'm take the over. <laughs> slamming the over. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the... I would take the over on four. Honestly. Yeah. I think that, I think that line is way off. I think, first of all, I think it's highly likely that there's going to be one deck... That just plays four of them. Have you seen the standard results? The standard results, which is a format where you can play with way better control elements than you can play with in block, like Terminus, which is a card that erased all of the green-white beatdown decks from Legacy. Yeah, yeah, Okay? Yeah. You could play these cards yeah. in standard. There's very, very different, uh, you know, parameters that let you play a card like Terminus in Legacy. Except for the last time there was a block, the Terminus deck did okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, you can play with these cards. Right, right. If you look but, at the but, top but there's different reasons. they're just... There's different reasons you're going to play a card in block and in Legacy. In block, you're going to play the card because... Well, First of all, I, would I love obviously to, agree with everything you're going to say. Right. I would love to play this card. I would love to not have to play this card in block. But... But I have no choice because I have a very limited amount, uh, a limited card pool with... Access to vastly different rafts and... Yeah, I set the line bad. You're right. The and, line and, should be something like six. Uh, yeah. All right, was, six is the new line. Six, six I would You're probably... Saying, I would probably, the under, right? I would probably still take the over, but I would really, like... I would really, like, love to have some insight into yeah. a playtest team's preparations at the, before, I'm I, setting before, the line. I, before I actually bet money, which new I would never six. actually do. New line six, okay? You're right. I would set the line badly at two. New I'm line take, six. I'm going to take the over. But I'm I'm really nervous about that. Okay. I I don't think that the over strike on six, and I would say if you just look right now. But again, again, I, the I, top I, eights are like Burning Tree emissaries and Reanimator decks. I, absolutely, I agree. But I think people are going to. I I certainly imagine a scenario where there's just four of these in a sideboard. Okay. That's right? why we set the line at six instead and, of two. And and I easily see a situation where Agreed. there's two of them in a main deck. What's really going to be And then I just need one more player to have one what's, card that they couldn't figure out. What's really interesting is if two guys both make the top eight with the control oh, deck, God. and one of them's got plasm captures, the other guy's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's obviously a, powerful. Yeah. And a card people are very excited about. And I think a card that people are going to be drawn to... Wanting to find a way to All right, play so, it. rate a card. Five stars is the maximum, where Jason the Mind Sculptor is a five, yeah. Uzawa's Jade is a four. Okay? Yeah. Agree? Okay. okay. Or you, th- you think Uzawa's Jade is a five? They can't both be fives? All right, they're both fives. Uh, Restoration Angel is what? A four? Three and a half, four. A three and a half, four. four. No, it's a four. It's a okay, four. on this scale... It's a four. Umazawa's Jade... Well, I'm, gonna, I'm, setting the, I'm setting the scale here, okay? Yeah. If Jason the Mind Sculptor and Umazawa's Jade are both a five, yeah. what's Ancestral Recall? It's not the same as those cards. Well, I mean... I think Jitta has to be a four then, right? No, eh. They're all fives, right? Yeah, I mean, like, they all just... Some of them would just burst past five, but they're just not legal. Okay, so... Like, you can't... The question I'm asking is, on this scale, where we're calling Jitta a four... I'm sorry, a five. Yeah. By the way, when Zvi did his head review, he, he rated Jitta a three. Yeah, right? I, I know. All right, so, uh... I think Jedi is very good. I yeah. think it's like a four or four and a half. It's just it's just a defining card when it's legal. So. It's a transcendently powerful card, and it's no ancestral recall. Yeah. Okay? okay. What do you rate, Mana Drain? I mean, Mana Drain was clearly a five when so it was. So it's also a five, right? Yeah, Mana Drain at was a three five. Mana, at three mana, what would you rate Mana Drain? Same card. At UU one, which is the standard the standard penalty on a on a classic counterspell. 
probably a three. Rated a three? Yeah. It's really good. I think you probably yeah. still rate it higher than a three. I think, sure. Because I think about like as soon as they gave me Hinder, I made like. You're right. You're right. It's probably no. It's definitely it's definitely a four. I'm thinking a three because I'm thinking like yeah. a Hinder or 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 uh, you know. Any of those, I cancel. I made format winning decks. Cancels are two and a half stars. When Arcbound Ravager was legal, when yeah. they gave me a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than a three. Yeah. The problem is a four is a lot. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> and I, and I, don't think, I don't think this is a card that everyone's going to play. Right? When I say, when I take the over on six, yeah. I don't think it's a card that everyone's going to play. Of course play. not. No, but I could it's an easily, angle shot. But I easily see a, a Shodiyasa Oka, a, a, a Guillaume Wafatapa. You know what? Uh, you're right. Uh, you know, a, Wait, last time there uh, was a Ravnica Block Pro Tour, Shadi Asaoka was in the top four with some horrendous, like, U2 counter target yeah, spell, yeah, it'll pay four or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If it, we know the rule. This is the long standing top yeah, magic rule. Just, if it says counter target spell, somebody will play saying. it. By, by, by taking the six. Did Eric Froelich win a PTQ once with like a five mana counter yeah, spell? It was just by, like counter spell, but by, for five. By taking the six, I am in no way endorsing this as just a ridiculously. It's, it's a powerful. It's card. a very powerful card, but I'm saying it's like a ridiculous. Card. I'm just saying that there are there are there are situations that are arise where decks make this card good, where players just have an affinity for a card like this or for for the style of play. And again, we just haven't seen this anything. This is what I'm afraid of. The effect of this is so powerful and so game swinging, right? It's if you ever resolve this card and untap, right? You know, we talk. Yeah, you're casting uh, a, a dragon. Again, next again, turn. A again, dragon a long, proxy for anything. Again, a long-standing top eight magic rule is. In the control mirror, yeah. whoever has the most mana typically wins. Typically wins. So, giving the control player a counter spell and double mana okay. is insane. So let's stop for a second. What kind of deck can you imagine as a standard deck? What kind of deck is the first deck you snap to that would want to play this card? Band control. Band obviously. control. Yeah. Obviously, band control. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the problem. Andrew Cunio told me the problem with standard is band control can't actually beat the aggro decks. Sure. So the only reason that it wins is because either but, awesome but players are playing but it we don't know, but we don't know those what, other players are stumbling. But we don't know what block's going to... We don't know what block is. I, I agree. I mean, if you have like a bank control mirror like you might have had a few months ago where two people are both playing bank control and one of them's got four plasma captures on the sideboard, yeah, the other guy is screwed. Yeah. But the problem is, can that deck make the top eight? In the face of Rakdos yes, Cackle. Yes, Histori- Burning historically, Tree Shaman. Historically, historically, that deck can make the top eight. It doesn't have to have the, the Plasm Capture or the Rewind am, or the Dismiss or whatever it is. I am terrified of this card yeah. because I have a limited number of tournaments I can play in this summer. <laughs> and I'm trying uh, to force yes, myself the truth comes to out. play Burning Tree Emissary. And you are like, oh, Mike. Let's, so I'm just thinking, today I was just like, oh, wow. May 4th is coming up pretty soon. There's a my legal open in a few weeks. Like, la la la, Ooh, what will I play? I'm like, saying to myself, what's the, what's the bear voice of authority? Uh, Deputy of Acquittals or Council of the Absolute? No, the G1 that makes all the tokens. Oh, oh, oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, forget, like, I forget what it is. We'll Mike, get to it. You are playing this card, Boros Reckoner. <laughs> I'm like programming myself. Your deck is this, this. Restoration Angel, Thrag Tusk. Accelerators, Blasphemous heck. Your goal is to deal seven points of damage. Like, this is all I'm thinking. I'm probing myself this. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, by the way, by the way, I'm only talking about block when I'm wavering on the over and six. Yeah. Any top eight. In standard, in standard you think be like I'm eight. just like, I would take the over on eight. You can't take the over on eight. That's ludicrous. Although this is pretty good against the rest of the way, <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've been watching 
at my offices, yeah. which are you know the 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 the, the you know, Fifth Planet Games offices, which are also the Top 8 Magic offices. You know, watching Brandon Shield, Matt Ferrando, uh, you know, Brandon Shield, two-time top 16 player at the Pro Tour. Uh, Matt Ferrando, someone who's just constantly at the top tables at Grand Prix. Steve Saden, a top 16 Pro Tour competitor. Grand Prix, Grand Prix champion. champion. Playing variants on the Fog deck, right? Variants on Bant Control. Even if it's not the fog, should deck. I play fog? Which I plan fog's really good. But what I'm saying is these these decks that just come down to these huge I momentous just play fog inside for this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Huge momentous like swings of of of, of crisis, right? Like, can, will he? Does he have this? Can I resolve this? Like, can you imagine? Oh, I don't even think can, about those. Things. But I'm saying, but can you imagine resolving a Sphinx's revelation and then untapping and having this goddamn card in your hand? What I was really thinking about was <laughs> oh my a deck god, with four urban evolutions and four Sphinx's revelations, <laughs> and and then untapping and so having this card that, in your hand. So then my sideboard is like hyper hyper against the opponent deck like that. You know what card you play? Um, Demir, 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 two three. Hit the music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That card's really good. And I'm nobody playing. has played that I'm card. I'm playing that card. That card's sure. really good. Yeah, now I'm an idiot not playing Burning Tree Emissary. You freaking <laughs> ruined it. My, my only goal tonight. I missed the first quarter you of the understand. Knicks versus Celtics. Game two, just to ruin your... Oh, yeah, wow. Because Paul Pierce is really going to put up a fight. <laughs> you understand your team has Tyson Chandler and Six Man of the Year J.R. Smith, and their team has a bunch of guys in wheelchairs. Yes, yes, I do. They don't yes, even. Do. If they had Rondo, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but they're better without Rondo. They've been better without Rondo. That's like ludicrous. They have the second I, know, best I point understand. Guard I understand. But they've, as a team, you know, as Kyrie a, Irving, as a, deck list, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a deck list, they're, they, you know, as a, as a cohesive whole, they've been better Are without you Rondo. confusing Kobe Bryant and Rachel Rondo? <laughs> uh, sorry. All right, so Pleasant Capture. I, I think, you know, yeah, yeah, certainly a block right, card, so certainly a standard card. Who the hell knows where What we've agreed it. on is I will be playing Fog with sideboarding Pleasant Excellent. Capture. Excellent. My job Thanks. to screw up your constructed, your, your limited constructed opportunities is complete. Uh, Progenitor Mimic we just talked about. Putrefy. Now, this to me is another card that's just... Substantially better than Murder. <laughs> substantially better than murder and like again this is a card I, I, I had as a preview card yeah. and, and one of the things that was just so compelling to me about this card is the idea that I get to just main deck this card and then after sideboard not take it out and have it just Still do something good. completely different and awesome right like just kill your monsters game one kill your artifacts to game two kill your artifacts game one kill your monsters game two yeah, I'm against not some deck, deck with monsters against or some artifacts. deck with no monsters or artifacts, make it go away. Wait, so how does the fog deck win? Just door? It depends. It wins a lot of different ways. Like yeah. certainly, certainly not the version that Sheila and Fernando have been playing. It just wins on like just like some planeswalker. They have like ultimate four, four Sphinx's Rev. Four. They have yeah, they have Sphinx's Revs. They're not playing. I don't think they're playing Urban Evolution. Urban Evolution, but they're playing like Tamio and two Jaces, and you know. Two different Jaces I think I play the and Garrix. They're like playing like Super Friends Fog. I play that. You know, they're playing like Evil Dead Two, Fog, a Cabin in the Woods. All right, so I'll just Lots play Skullcrack deck. Skullcrack prevents damage prevention, right? Yeah. Is it prevent all damage prevention or just the three? I think it's just damage can't be prevented and take three. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm bringing Skullcrack back. Skullcrack's good. Another card people don't play. All right. Putrefy. I think this card, by the way, 
is one of the quietly one of the most, or maybe it's not quiet, and I just haven't been paying attention, but one of the most important cards in Dragon's Maze. It's a good card. It will obviously yeah. see a lot of play. I disagree yeah. with you, however. Okay. I Very think it's quiet, expensive. Or? But, I mean, it's, it's, it's an instant. It's super versatile. Yes, it's good. It will see play. Yeah. The problem is, okay. when that card was an all-star before, yeah. the most dangerous one-drop was Bird of yeah, Paradise. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I there's agree. lots of 3-3s three for one right now. Yeah. you got to be it's, fast it's, on defense. Like, thing. you need... But, yes, I agree. You need a searing spear. But, you again, need a, but, again, I mean, as we've been going through these cards, right, like... There are things... They have not shown us a single good aggro card among the cards you've shown us. No, but, like, again, in the deck that has ones and two drops and doesn't have a lot of things above that, right? You know, a card like Gaze of Granite, followed by Devour Flesh, and by the, the new Spite Malice. The thing that I'm, and the thing that I'm a- apprehensive about is playing in a format where the average player can come out real fast on offense... You do not want to be in a situation sure. no, no, where you have to draw your cards in the correct order. I, I agree. If you're but, playing but, against but, me, you can draw your cards in whatever order you want. But, I'm not doing anything for a long time. Sure. But while you have to draw your cards in the correct order, I'm, so what I'm saying is there's enough, it seems like, there's enough redundant removal between Devour Flesh, between the New Spite Malice, between Putrefy, between, with Board Sweepers... That that you can no you disagreement can, that you can start to put stuff together. I mean, obviously, a player like Yomaf Otapa, yeah. a player like Shade Asaoka, they've made a career of drawing their yeah. control cards in the correct order. Yeah. All right, so Ral Zarek, lots have been said about him. Crappy a Johnny Vengeant, but might be good enough. <laughs> Crappy a Johnny Vengeant, still, still in a Johnny Vengeant. Yeah, like so, again, tap target permanent. Get my Master of Cruelties through. Put you to one. Kill you with kill Ral you Zarek. with his, his second of. Uh, so question. Have you beaten someone who's ultimated a Johnny Vengeant? No. I have. Have you lost the game when you've ultimated a Johnny Vengeant? No. I have. <laughs> oh, good. Well, both of those things I've never done. Um, Clearly not playing you. <laughs> <laughs> Rouse Eric, somebody's going to miss. <laughs> oh, sure. It I mean, that's... happen often. Right. Hey, what's so funny is so much attention is paid to what happens if I get to flip five coins Just and matter. take some number of extra turns. And again... If you even take one extra turn, it's awesome. The implication on this is that you fired Ralzarek four times, and they didn't stop you. That's what that says. Yes. Well, you fired it. Th- right, right. The fourth four time times. being fourth time being the time you flipped yeah. the coins. And yeah. they didn't stop. Because this is certainly not a planeswalker where you're waiting yeah. to be greedy no. and get that extra. But if you do, if you do, it's insane. No, I mean, you would unlikely do that. Yeah. Does this go on the fog deck? Does the fog deck make these colors? I'm far seeking in my fog deck, so. Yeah, fog deck certainly can make these See, but the colors. thing is, this isn't as good as a Johnny against control. Decks. No, 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 no. But. A Johnny's but again, an awesome threat against no, control. No, I, I, I really, I actually really feel like there's some sort of is it aggro deck. Again, topping out on something like a hypersonic dragon, and as far as creatures, and, you do, know. Do their fog decks have counter spells? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You think I should fog? I think I own. Oh yeah, because you're talking standard. I bought Supreme Verdicts early, so I yeah. think I own that. I think yeah. I actually have all the Miracle cards that are good. Yeah. Are those but, good? Do they have? Do they have Terminus? No, they they tend to play Supreme Verdict, but no, no, there's no reason they wouldn't have Terminus. What if I just didn't fog because fogs suck? What if I just played Wraths? Isn't Wrath a fog? But it, it is kills things. But instead? the thing the thing about the fog that's so compelling yeah. is that you get to put down a card like Ralph Zarek. You get and to you put one up. You get to put a card down like Tamio. You get to put down a Garrick. You get to do something with them. Are they them. accelerating Productive. their stuff out? Yeah, they have, they have Farseeks. Do they have key runes? Ferrando does. Ferrando is playing four Simic key runes. I think I would key rune. Yeah. 
I think four semicurons is a bit profitable. It, it was insane, but it was good. It was fun. All right, let's keep going. Okay, so anyway, but the point is... It will see quite this a card, This card's awesome. Okay. Render silent. Talking about three mana counter spells before. Talking about absorbs. You know, I, you know. I think that it's just like a cancel. Sure, it is a cancel. It's not, I, but... I, the, the most exciting thing that you could counter with this is a Burning Tree Emissary. Oh, which... Which, which, which means is exciting. Yeah, but the thing is, if but you it's already done that. It's, yeah. it's just done its work. True. That's <laughs> true. You've already done that. But, but yeah, again, it's going to see play. I mean, but the, the what but it, again, it, it changes those huge pendulum turns where your opponent's like, "I'm going to do this smaller thing, see if you have this, so I can do something else bigger, so I can, you know." Are there good creatures? Like in those late game situations. All right, I mean, it, it's going to see play. Agree. Reap oh, into I don't know this one. Okay. This is this is this is to me a, a very very Michael J. Card. Okay. And maybe I'm crazy. What's your definition of Michael J. Card? Because you, these are two different X spells you've named as Michael J. Cards. One of them vastly affects the battlefield. This one I'm thinking doesn't affect the it battlefield. It doesn't. It doesn't. But at the same time, very much like a card like Rectos Return. I love Rectos Return. Yeah. This this has a huge effect if it resolves. At four at at five, at six, you know. Here, here it is. And again, Rebindelact. Mythic card. X, 2, U, B. 4. Okay, 4 plus, plus X. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. No matter what you cast this yep. at, they reveal their entire hand. Yep. Okay. You choose up to X non-land cards from it and exile them. Okay. Okay, so X being 1, 2, 3, whatever you've had. So it's 2 more than a, than a Rakdos' return right now for... Not yeah, much extra. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for each card exile this way, search that player's graveyard. So you lobotomy them. Yeah, you lobotomy them for each card you exile this way. So it's lobotomy. It does at lobotomy. It does nothing. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> right? at lobotomy plus one, it does something. It does lobotomy. Yeah. At lobotomy plus two, it does two lobotomies. At lobotomy, but again, at the point where it's lobotomy plus one, plus two, plus three, obviously it's a lot worse than lobotomy. And I don't think this is obviously I don't think this is like some huge card. This where is really you're gonna good play against the, the fog deck. <laughs> it is right, exactly. In those situations where we've just where we've crisscrossed the you know the 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 the, the field of magic theory, yeah. right? Where you have gone from playing Rakdos Cacklers to fog <laughs> yeah. in the course of talking about this spoiler, suddenly this card's awesome. Keep going. We're no, no, I mean, seriously. I think this card is the kind of in card the, that most of the pro players will hate and hate losing to, which yeah. they will do. Yeah, That's my exactly. Okay, Rurik Thar, the Unbowed. I don't like uh, him at all. Yeah, I don't he's think 100 he's... 100 mana. He's 100 mana, he dies, you lose 6 life. But, at the same time, it's good. It's good. He's like, why Why give him Vigilance? That's not a green-red well, thing. What about Reach? <laughs> yeah, he's... I mean, obviously this card's good. Obviously this card's really? frustrating. Really? He's 6 mana for a 6-6. Six, six. He better have some sweet abilities. He does, though. Whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, Rurik Thor deals six damage to that player. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And, right. and to not play a non-creature spell is difficult if you're trying to deal with Rurik Thor. All right. Uh, Tadric, Blade of the Legion. So, I want him to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, here's the thing. Now we're getting to the point of the block constructed Pro Tour discussion that I like to refer to as the rocket shoes, right? <laughs> you like, think this is the rocket? No, no, I don't think this is the rocket shoes. But when you're talking about like 
gruel, or you're talking about boros. Boros. You're obviously talking about like super aggro creatures. This guy, indestructible two two for four. Clearly, much better than a boa that we talked about earlier, yeah. or a moa. Indestructible is. is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't die on D. He's right. pretty good on D. He doesn't die on D. And then on O, whenever you have a battalion, and he attacks. He gets plus five, plus five. He's a seven, seven indestructible with battalion. He can really help ensure your battalion on account of being indestructible. Yeah, so. which is the other part of it, right? Yeah. If you summon key runes to get him out. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And certainly, and if you're assembling the legion, I was going to say assembling the legion is pretty good. Like, you Scar- think he can be played in humans? Oh, you mean just in standard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I think it's good. Really good. Hundred damage. Yeah. I think it's good. He's only four. He's only four. Yeah, he curves up all right. He, curves. he lives through wrath. Yeah. Play yeah. one. He lives through everything other than um, drown himself, for example, which makes him minus two, minus two a lot of the time, and it's you know is there a reason why drown himself will be good? But yeah, yeah I think it's good. All right. So the other card that is actually the rocket shoes, that is just the actualist of rocket shoes. Despite not being green red, is Viachino first blade? This is the card where I think that a lot of the cards we've been talking about are just nowhere yes. near good enough. Yes, I cards like this exist so, and will be played. So let me, let me say something. First so, of all, let's read the card. <laughs> sure, but even before we read the card, yeah, you're talking about like you know all these fancy pants rares, fancy pants mythic <laughs> rares, and yet a common, right? And so this so, is my newest theory. Like, you yeah. know, I love a theory, right? Like okay. in terms of, or or a way of framing a format. And the newest thing I've been framing, as far as limited, is prints and pauper formats. Yeah. Right? And, like, the idea is, like, a prints format is a format where a rare is what you're looking for when you open the format. You sing when a rare comes Yeah, you sing. Right? But, seriously. Like, M11 sealed. But, pauper formats, very much like Gatecrash, are formats where just, it's all about, like, I don't care. I can't take anything other than this stupid 01 with Evolve. Or this... M11. Yeah. Also yeah. like him. Yeah. So this card. Viachino first played. One RW. Just the cost of, you know, Sky Knight Legionnaire. Sky Knight Legionnaire. Haste. Also just like, like Sky Knight Legionnaire. And Tutu like Tutu. Tutu. Yeah. But, but it doesn't fly. But when Viachino enters, Viachino first blade enters the battlefield, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So the turn you play it, the turn it has haste, the turn it's at its best. He's on curve. He's a 4-4. Four, four. So, what if you played a deck where you're like, third turn, regular old Sky Knight Legionnaire, in you, in you for two. Yeah. Fourth turn, in you for two, Tajik, Blade of the Legion. Yeah. No, no big deal. Right. I got a 2-2 two, two on D, I got in for two. But then you run out the rocket shoes, you're attacking for, what is it, 9, 11, 13 damage? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this guy, and, and again... Sure, you can block them, but again, I mean, but or what about the turns where you're Boros Elite? You know, some. Well, we didn't even say anything about the first two turns. Yeah, yeah, you got I'm the saying. Goblin Haste guy. Boros you Elite. Got the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boros. Is Fencing Ace legal? Yes. Oh, Fencing Ace is legal. And we have multiple playable Blood Rushes that are only a single color. Like, as you pointed out, the Assault Battery Blood Rush is only straight red. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that card in Fencing Elite is real fair, Brian. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? Let's go. First turn Boris Elite, second turn Fencing Ace, third turn this guy. The issue of first wave. <laughs> right, which, by the way, we're attacking at that point for three from our tur- one drop, two from our two drop, only two from our two drop, and we're attacking for, with four for our three drop. So we're attacking for nine. 
And you on can turn three, play additional with haste. haste threes with red open, like in case somebody wants to get fancy, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll giant growth, you know? Yeah. Like I think that these fancy pants things that you're talking about, like mana trading for four, this is why I think this is not going to happen. Like, I mean, you could just play Burning Tree at RR, right? And summon this guy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This card's, this card's fantastic. All right, so... All right. Excuse me. You guys over 10th and 6th is? Uh, 10th Avenue and 6th, or T's 10th and 6th. That's 6th. 10th is that way. 10th Street, yeah. 10th Street, 10th two, street blocks. Like two blocks. Down. Yeah. Two blocks down. Okay, yeah. great. Can I go this way? Can I go through here? Uh, you're going to run into a Yeah, it's, it, no, you, you actually enter the maze of insanity if you go that way. Go, go that way. Go left. Cool. You're good. Thanks. Voice of Resurgence. I'm, I thought I was going to play this card. Yeah, I mean, this card's really good. Green-white, 2-2, elemental, all good things. Elementals are good in general, yeah. right? Like, that just means, like, here's this really powerful card. It doesn't fit into any stupid tribal synergy we've thought of. It doesn't fit into any... Let's call it an elemental. Well, we could play, like, all kinds of Lorman block elemental <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with this. Yeah, okay. Whenever an opponent casts a spell during your turn, or when Voice of Resurgent dies... Put a green-white elemental creature token onto the battlefield. Can smoke with... cast this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, put an elemental creature token onto the battlefield with this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of creatures you control. Yeah, I think I'm going to play this guy. I think that's how it's going to go. You like, like this guy? Yeah. Why do you like this guy so much? I, I like this guy, but like all the things, all the on, on the control side, all the corner case situations where he's awesome, and all the normal situations where he's just not that good. It, or the control card's not the good. I think that's why this card's like, you know, it's fine. No, you bear, and then they kill him, and then, like, you untap and cast a Lingering Souls and attack for three. You've got two other guys. That's why. He's just good. Okay. Or, like, if you're in, like, in a weird fight where they're, like, Sphinx's revving or whatever, and you just get some guys. All right. You get, like, two guys out of it. Like, it's really powerful. Okay. War Leader Celex. Um, full on okay. Okay. I thought, I thought you know... I've gotten one article rejected ever at Matching the Internet. Have you ever gotten an article rejected? No. I've gotten a bunch of articles rejected at Star City, but I've gotten one ever rejected at Matching the Internet. It was my original Lightning Helix preview. Sure. Because I was just like, I hate gold cards. They're too powerful. This card's like basically the best card ever. And Scott Thompson's like, you understand the purpose of these articles is to make people love magic and to buy magic cards and make them excited for Ravnica, right? And I'm like... Oh, yeah, this card is horrible. It makes the world worse, okay? And then so Trick was like, oh, I'm really excited. Here's, like, the new Lightning Helix. You can preview this. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like the one... That was, like, six years ago I got a, I got an article rejected. And uh, so I, luckily I turned it in on time so that I could rewrite it. <laughs> Usually we just don't turn it in on time, yeah. So um, I thought this was a really hard, hard one to write. And first of all, it's not busted, right? It's full-on okay. It's four for a four for a four, you know, and it's, I don't think it's probably good enough to play main deck in standard. Okay. Do you, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. Like, again, right now in standard, probably not. The decks are so, the decks that can cast this are so fast. Or you could play it in a control deck that may or may not actually want a point removal at four. Like, it's, it's real, I mean. But at the same time, at the same time, when you kill something with this. It's good. Oh. Not you only is it good, bonus. right? You 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 just buy all these turns back. It kills a resto angel when they're tapped for the resto angel. Not a lot of things do that if they were on the draw. Sure. Okay. Like, Killing a four, doing four you're is probably a big deal. Tapped on your own turn to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, not. I agree. 
and then they're going to untap and play their Thragger. Like, it's not that great. Like, it's... I mean, you could play a deck that's just, like, Huntmaster, this card, Thrag Tusk, maybe, like, Vampire Nighthawk, Boros Reckoner. That's the kind of deck I would play that, like, makes people playing the Rush decks really, really unhappy. Okay. And that, like, could be okay against Control. I think that's probably pretty good. And then you probably side out the War Leader's Helix a fair amount of time, right. unless they were Planeswalker-based. Right. I mean, that that's my reading. Do you, do you disagree? And the, the reality is that deck's probably just worse than the Reanimator. Playing like a lot of the same tools as Reanimator, and instead of casting War Leader's Helix, they're just going to cast Angel of Serenity and get completely out of whatever bad situation. Sure, in. sure, sure. I, I, I'm not a card I, I normally love, but this seems like a kind of card at the same time where, or even again, the, all the the crazy Boros aggro draws we just talked about, and then you stabilize, right? You figure out some way. They fourteened you. And yes, then you cast correct, this, correct. and you're still tended down, and they've got three no, no, other no, guys. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in the Boros deck. Oh, it's the finisher? In As the finisher, as the, the fireball, as the lightning, as the lightning heal. Anything. It Frank can be Carson anything. didn't even play a spell in his Naya deck that he made I know, I know, four I know. or whatever of Dutch, of Dutch Nationals this past weekend, and he didn't play a sideboard. That Although was, I talked to Frank and he's like, yeah, I should have had like, I think he said, I should have had three Fiend Hunter or three Near Hearth Pilgrim in my sideboard because they're actually matchups we want to take Talia out. But other than that, he was just right. played but empty right. sleeves. Right, but at the same time, he was, right, he was, and, and, and it's so funny, right, because he's almost actively trying not to do well. Right? No, no, he wasn't actually trying not to. He's not said, actively trying to do well. He's but a, like, he's certainly not super hard trying do, to do Do you remember well. back in Affinity Days, the Dutchies were very much against Trap Blast because... You know, they were like, most of the time, uh, Mirror Enforcer actually just does more damage and it's easier so, to cast. So, so, so to me, this card is all about the floors, right? Four mana, terrible. Four damage, awesome. Right? And it's really just a matter of... Four life is just gravy. It's You'd good. never well, play four, it if four you didn't have the four life attached. Four, right. four life, very good. But the thing is... No, 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 that's not true. Because what was the what was the, the, the RRR hybrid-y card? That Flame could, Jab. Flame Jab. Right? Like, this is certainly Flame Javelin. So... At, I don't have a red or white I'll give card. you a, a contrasting... Contrasting with I probably play too much life game. I'm like a... Pulse of the Fields, you know... Did I miss... Hey, you. <laughs> you were looking right at so, her. Not even pretending that we weren't looking at a beautiful woman or that I wasn't looking at a beautiful yeah, woman. Yeah, I had my back stared there. right at her. She was beautiful. She was elegant. She had... A bag full of art supplies. Just saying. So, so Josh Ravage taught me, life gain makes players in general, and me in particular, play worse. Because it gives you margin. Sure. But the thing is, at this cost, if I just had played a cheaper card, I wouldn't need the mar- the margin from the life gain, because I would have just killed the creature before it dealt four to me. All right. Same, same, same question about a four mana spell that we had earlier. Yeah. The line, Pro Tour, Dragon's Maze, top eight, number of War Leader Shielixes that get in played top eight. in top eight of Pro Tour, Dragon's Maze, and San Diego. 17. <laughs> really? That's my line. That's your line? I take the under. You're incorrect. Really? Yeah, the beatdown decks are all going to sideboard this card against each other. Uh, They're going to go slowsies. Crap. Okay. Obvious now. No, right? no, no. Obvious. It is obvious. And it's funny because when we started. That's why I picked 17. Like, yeah. All right. I mean, I still take the under, but... No way. Really? You think they all side four of these? 
I think enough of them side four, and the other the and random con- and the random control decks have some. Sure. Okay. They might not have four. Maybe the control decks have four. I don't know. <laughs> Freaking block. I, I, I haven't seen all the cards yet. 17 is the line. Yeah, even when we're done going through the cards we've seen, we still haven't even seen all the cards yet because I didn't want this to be a two-hour podcast, which it already is. Keep going. And I'm I didn't getting want to... on a plane. Warp physique. You black. Instant. Like, Plus card. X, minus X, line of turn. X is the number of cards in your hand. So it's sometimes giant growth, sometimes a good removal. Yeah. Generally weird. Yeah. It'll probably see play. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Like again, like at, at a cheap thing, it kills. Are there the... gold synergies? Because if there's not gold synergies, it's just probably the decks that can cast what do you this. You mean a gold synergy? Like if you cast a multicolored card X. Oh, oh yeah. Because otherwise, you'd rather just have some sort of I more condition, less conditional terror. Okay, Zertar Druid. Who who drew that? I kind of Mark, like it. Mark uh, Winters. So, R- RG, I've never seen this before, for a 1-1. Tap, add G to your mana pool. Whenever you tap Zertar Druid for mana, it deals one damage to each opponent. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's obviously an insanely powerful... Limited card. Commander card. Each oh, opponent. each opponent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just not really insanely it's powerful, good but really good. Limited. Yeah, it's just a good value commander card. Really good and limited, obviously. And, I mean... Are like, there bloodthirsts? Not really, but... Not a bad bloodthirst anymore. No, certainly not. But what's really important it's about this is bloodthirst was the original Ravnica, right? Yeah, and this is a common. So this is a very real thing. It, it's coach good. I mean, compared to the but, other but, two but, mana accelerators, better or worse than Gyre Sage? Better. Better than Gyre Sage? Yeah. Better or worse than the werewolf guy that gains vigilance and becomes a two-two? Substantially better. Right? In sta- oh, in standard? No, sure. no, as a card. Yeah, yeah. Much These better. are all yeah standard legal. Yeah, cards. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, green, I think Greenside of, Watcher. Better card. Substantially better than Greenside Watcher. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, I mean, like, I consider Gyro Sage to be a bad Farseek. Most people think of it as, like, a bad Arbor Elf. It's actually a bad Farseek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's still a good card. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it depends. How, how far do you want to stretch your Domri Red? I, as an interesting faith, Facebook post this week, Jamie Wakefield claimed that Domri Red is a complete trap. And uh, Brian Kibler was like, I disagree. Said Brian Kibler, who has been trapped by that card on multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's go. So, back in call, uh, one half is glimpse of the uh, what's it called? Moment glimpse. One glimpse half the unthinkable. No, or no glimpse. Uh, glimpse of nature. Glimpse of nature. Yes. Other half is put four one one bird tokens into. So other half's like order migration ish. Yeah. So it's it's four four one one flyers for six. Is that a bad return? We t- typical return is three one one flyers for three, right? Full price being sure, six. Sure. So, total cost at eight. You're talking about four one one flyers drawing four cards. Yeah. So again, I mean, this would be a very commonly played card, actually. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, there's a control that could just play it to cast it. Yeah, but but again, the back part, right? The the two mana is a combo enabler. Yeah, it's a combo enabler. Uh, yes. How many ways do you abuse it as something different? But I mean, you need a mana engine to make it. Yeah. I guess in GG, you go GG, you get a whole bunch of mana. Cast back, cast like a bunch of small guys. Yeah. Or you could just cast back Call, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's obviously it's clever. Marker. Again, it's that same thing, that tidings thing, where, sure. I mean, you're talking about 8, Brian. I understand, but again, it's, well, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I, don't, I don't have the discipline to play that card, personally, I don't think. Like, yeah. You need a lot of discipline to play that card correctly. All right. Catch- I've never seen Catch and Release. Okay. So this is half, is it... Half Boros? Yeah. This is wackadoodle. Red, white, blue. Yeah, uh, okay. A very powerful color combination at the last part. Catch. 
sorcery. One R. Ooh, so half of it's threatened? Half of it's threatened. For no, permanence. Yes. Half of it is not threatened. It's actually zealous conscription. The okay. spell. All right. And the other half is release. Each player sacrifices an artifact creature and a planeswalker. So you could take their thing and sac- sacrifice their thing, and they have to sacrifice the thing? Yeah. But that costs six, so you would never do that. <laughs> sure. Well, no, it costs nine to do both, right? Yeah, so people would just play the catch side because it's sweet. Yeah. You could, like, take their... Take that planeswalker, and then like, like they've done all sorts of. So right, so in the situation where they've gone, yeah, you've taken all sorts of planeswalker. Where they've gone, Jace, Factor Fiction for yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and it's only two. Then you're like, well, you know what? I'm going to take your planeswalker, and I'm going to Factor Fiction with it and kill it. Or, but I mean, obviously at nine, taking their or Ralzarek and kill I mean, it. Taking their Thrag Tusk is unbelievable, right? Meaning, oh, it's their Thrag Tusk and sacrifice it. But again, you have to be able to sacrifice it. Each player sacrifices an artifact. So if you, pay, I said, if you pay, paid the full. Oh yeah, if you pay nine, yeah, you take their. If you pay nine, in the situations where we were talking about other things, we got like, hey Brian, hey BDM, have you ever done this and lost? Yeah. If your answer is yes, is ever yes, I've lost when doing magic. this. Yeah, you should. Great, thanks, Brian. <laughs> For the last twenty years of my life, just to quit magic now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, Next. I've given you what I've done is given you an out. Okay. <laughs> Far and Play away, to your outs, Mike. Far and away, so it's half on summon yeah, for this... you one, half terror, or actually no, it's not. Ter- it's it's diabolical. This is actually diabolical. Target player sacrifices a creature. I mean, I won a PTQ once with just the far side. <laughs> like the last play I made in the tournament was to bounce my opponent's five five flyer, and then he conceded because I'd leave him to play. Right. He was about to kill me. Um, so this is probably going to be playable. I think this card's really good because not only is it like. You know, I can save my guy and kill your guy, or it's like there's all sorts five, of crazy. It's massive tempo. At five, at five, it's going to be phenomenal. Again, the Guillaume Wafatapa, shout the Yasuoka portion of the spoiler. You know. All right. Agree. Profit and loss. I've never seen this card. Okay. Creatures you control gain plus one plus one. It's on your turn. Loss. So that's white for, and one for, for black and two creatures. Your opponents control gain minus one. So it's a, the absolute worst. Uh, zealous, uh, sorry, Ze- yeah, yeah. zealous persecution. Zealous persecution ever, right? It's just zealous persecution for five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, next. This is not going to see play. Really? Okay. It's I mean, like, just, zealous persecution was like a minor, yeah. the minorly played. But part. but in terms of like things, right? In terms of like this doesn't have to be both all the time, right? Like just at the. I mean, it's a bad infect, and infect was a re- was a fringe card too. Sure, but it's I mean, an instant. I mean, I don't know. This card I love. This was one. Turn and burn. That was my my preview. I, I, I love this card. Like. It's like murder for five, or it's like... I, I mean, I think that this card will see play. Sure, it's murder for five, but it's also like... Again, that, that, that thread testing. Like, I attack yeah, my thread test. two creatures. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah one even, of them you could turn the, turn the thread test yeah, off. Just turn the thread test off. Turn the angel off. Turn the... Like, it's, 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 and it's, you're... Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's good. I love this I think card. this might actually be one of the best cards in the set. This is one of the best cards ever printed. It's half shatter, half... Have a race. It's rack it's and actually, rune. It's rack and rune. It's ashes to ashes, thrown together. It's actually it's ridiculous. It's like one of the best cards ever printed. Yeah. This card's going to see massive amounts of big format play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why would you not play this card in modern if you could make these in cards? modern, in legacy, in vintage? Look, it's one of the best cards ever printed. And, of, and that's all the ones we're going to do. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so... Any, uh, are there any obvious cards... That we're not going to do in terms of like what you remember and you've been excited. No, I didn't look at the spoiler. Oh, as okay. You know. uh, yeah, so I try not to look at the unofficial spoilers. Um, the official spoiler has been out for two whole days. Now. Okay, 
I've been busy. I know you're busy. Like, I know, I'm, I'm teaching. Getting, I'm teaching. I'm, I'm I have to write my article for this week. Uh, tonight? Tonight. Now? Yeah, good. Well, it's good thing we talked about this stuff, because clearly I will have said many things that you will use indiscriminately as your own. Unfortunately, I'm writing about World, uh, world Qualifier decks, which have none of these cards. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am going to say the anecdote that Frank Carson told me, which he just told me personally, oh. that I shared on the podcast. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> Yes, I was going to use that. He was talking about Oversideborn. And I thought that was a really great observation. That, like, he should have just had, like, some near Hearth Pilgrims and or um, Fiend Hunters. He wasn't sure which because he didn't test. Yeah. He also said maybe it would be good enough to play Boros Charms uh, in, in his sideboard against Control. But he said, like, it was impossible to cast most of these cards. Right. Because you're, that deck is all humans, and it's hyper-reliant on Cavern of Souls. Right. So he's just like... Like, he just never... Even the match that he lost in the top eight, he got the wrong land or whatever. He, like... He kept, he kept a hand that he was, like, 66% to win or something, but he didn't draw the right land. He was like, it would have been even worse if he was playing with cards like Borch. It's completely uncastable. Anyway, um, so are you playing in the, in the opening two weeks? I think I would play in the team portion. If Who are I you going to play with? I don't know, like, Ferrando and Cring. Shiel and Satan or some permutation. I don't know. Who knows? I don't even know, but I would like to. What about standard portion? No. I just don't have time. I have too many things to do. I'm going to be away. i got to go to... Sleep. All right. So, Brian's putting this one up. If it's not up, you know that it's Brian's fault. Exactly. Uh, no, you don't know. I didn't put it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, if so, I did put it up, you know Brian's awesome, and you should love Brian. Love Brian. Speaking yeah. of loving Brian, you could love Brian at LOHgame.com. That's true. You could download Brian's uh, iOS game. Yeah. Dawn of the Dragons. Dawn of the Dragons. Yeah. Or you could love Mike. Could, which could. would be involved the OMG you official miser's so guide starcitygames.com slash OMG uh, which is the official miser's guide you could go by decade you could buy decade you could download decade for the kindle for pennies pennies not actually pennies yeah well I mean a, a lot, lot of, of pennies, pennies. <laughs> but it's actually awesome wah 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 and uh or you could uh you just read us daily MTG I might be on Fridays at daily MTG someday really it'd be weird right that would be weird. Me and you, together, yeah. same time? I also like, always have a long-standing column on Fridays at Star City. Yeah. It'd be like, would... a weird... Oh, no, I'm on Thursdays, aren't I? No, you're on Fridays. I'm on Fridays. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I write Thursdays. it on Thursdays. That's right. <laughs> you write it on Thursdays? <laughs> I write mine on Mondays. Like today! Monday! <laughs> it's not actually Monday! All right, I gotta go home. My wife's probably gonna... Okay, I gotta like, go... Wee, wee, wee. I gotta go watch the rest of the Knicks game. Celtics, etc. Playoffs, yay. I don't think that it's very likely that the Knicks lose this series.